Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast, where we talk about everything One Direction, from news to album updates to the weird thing Harry did on stage the other night. Talk Direction, by the fans, for the fans. Welcome to episode 30 of Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. And this is our 30th episode of Talk Direction. So that's really cool. We're 30 episodes in. How do you feel about that, Kara? I feel like I'm having like a midlife crisis, like for our, <laughs> our podcast. Wait, 30 isn't midlife, is it? 30? No. I hope not. <laughs> yeah. I feel like in like the 1800s it was. Probably. Okay. I feel like that was like you were old and dead by then. Oh my God. You were like, had like dysentery. I don't even know what dysentery <laughs> is, but. Okay. Um, so anyway, um, last week, as you guys know, we had two special guests on, Sarah and Johanna, um, and they were totally awesome. So make sure if you haven't listened to that episode to go check it out. But this week, we also have special guests, and they are, I'm sure you guys know about them because we've talked about them a million I know, we're times on the show. Fans. Oh, I just saw the surprise. That's okay. But yeah, we have, we have two muses on. Um, why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves? Hi. Hi, everyone. Um, so I am Vixen. That's our little code name. Um, we each go by code names. I'm Vixen. This is Swan. Hi, I'm Swan. Um, the dog of our group. Not a big One Direction fan, but we are, and we're really excited to be on. Um, basically what Tune Muses is, we're a little music blog. We put out playlists almost every week, and when we're not putting out a playlist, we're putting out a podcast. Um, we love to talk about music, and we also really love One Direction, so if you're interested, if that sounds cool to you, you should totally come check us out. We're Tune Muses on just about anything, so google us yeah. we're very googleable yeah and we wanted to explain like why we're calling each other by animals because we yeah. want people to be really confused and be like does everyone on the west coast just <laughs> give each other animal names coming to you from cali <laughs> all right um so yeah we're uh gonna be having special guests on periodically over the 1d break just because um we want more opinions than our own and we have different ideas for different um of our listeners to come on so that's gonna be exciting um, yeah. So anyway, we talked about our New Year's, Kara and I, last week. How has your New Year's been? And have you had any resolutions or is that what they're called? Resolutions, right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So how's that been? How's 2016 been treating you guys? Us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've been we've been great. Um, I personally never really make resolutions because mm-hmm. I feel like if I make a resolution, I'm even less likely to follow through on it. <laughs> I'm I'm a very like procrastinating person, uh, so I don't think it would work out for me. But I have been hitting the gym more and getting nice. pretty ripped. So <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's been going. Yep, she carried me into her house today. <laughs> oh that didn't happen. <laughs> that didn't happen. No, I mean now it's gonna sound like I'm copying you, but my New Year's resolution is to literally go to a gym. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. The campus I'm going to be going to in literally a few weeks has a gym that's for free, mm-hmm. so I'm totally going to utilize that. But nice. It's, this is the year of our supreme health god status. Just like Oprah. Have you yes. ever seen those commercials? <gasps> She's on Weight Watchers now. Ooh, I feel like wow. I'm really excited about this for no reason, She's but like, I'm like, yes, Oprah, get it. <laughs> She's like, this is the year of our best bodies, and I'm like, <laughs> yes, you Oprah. are so right, Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how that's going for us. That how about you guys? Fun. Any resolutions? Um... I don't know. Maybe like get strong. 
Like, yeah. be strong. Feel, like, strong. Yeah. That was she, a lot of Caitlin strong. wanted to, like, um, do, what was it, 100 push-ups yeah, in a row? Yeah, 100 push-ups in a row. Oh, my God. Caitlin's That's already really goal. strong, though. She could definitely, like, beat me up. But <laughs> yeah, like I listened to the last podcast, and you were talking about how you used to be all the boys in arm wrestling. And oh, I was like, yeah. oh, my God, Caitlin's an OG. Like. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, she and, really is. And, Kara, how about you? Um, I don't know. I had been working out for, you know, the past two days, so, like, really <laughs> rippling You're abs. on a roll. Yeah. It's um, better than one day. That's so true. <laughs> that's so true. Or zero days. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So now let's go into some intro questions. We did this last week as well. Um, and these are just questions to get to know our guest hosts a little bit. So why don't we start with Swan each time so then people can try to match up your voices. Um, that sounds good. Alrighty. So first question, when slash how did you become a One Direction fan? Well, I actually found out about One Direction through the Vixen, and it's a pretty funny story. We were having <laughs> lunch with our friends, and we were just talking about like recent things that we had started getting into. And I had asked her, like, so, like, have you been into any new bands or whatever? And she wouldn't answer me. So I literally had to get her to write it on a napkin. (laughs) And every time I tried to get it from her hand, she would, like, pry it away from me. And when I read it out loud, like, your entire group just laughed. (laughs) so ashamed. I'd I'd like to think I wasn't mean about it. I mean, laughing was a little questionable, but... That's all right. But... Then, like, later on, like, I just always remember that, and I saw an episode of Glee where they covered What Makes You Beautiful, and I was like, oh, that's a cool song, mm-hmm. and realized, oh, that's that One Direction song, and I was like, oh, no, like, I like this song <laughs> like, you way were too already much. in too deep. But then I started, like, watching the um, X Factor videos, and just, I fell in love with their personalities more than mm-hmm. anything, and I just went down a rabbit hole of obsession. Mm-hmm. Sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> and the Vixen, how about you? Um, yeah, for me, it was it was late 2011, early 2012 oh, when I kind of discovered them. So it was after the X Factor. I'm not one of like the original, original fans, but it was when I couldn't really hold out on the What Makes You Beautiful hype. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on my school, like high school newspaper, and we'd always play it on a deadline. And I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to admit it, but this song gets me so hype. <laughs> and I I had to uh, to look at them. And for I'm sure you uh, know what this is like, but for the longest time, I was like, oh, I can't tell like Liam and Harry apart. I like <laughs> that blonde one. I didn't know anything about them. Uh-huh. Um, but after watching the video diaries, I was pretty hooked. And then, yep. yeah, our Mexican restaurant experience happened. Yeah. And, and now we can share in this experience together. Yeah. And, and that Mexican experience came around like, um, <laughs> don't, don't I know, I should have said, I should not have said it like that. Okay. That was around, like, right before they came out with Take Me Home. That's when I yes. found out about mm-hmm. them. Yes. It was I a good that era. that was around. I, I think I was just after that. I was like, Take Me Home came out. Yeah. Yeah. That was a I, good yeah. time. That was, was a, a good time. time. Wow. We yeah. all just, like, got, like, in our memories. And, like, <laughs> <a bit>. Yeah. <laughs> we did. Okay, next question. So how did you guys find out about our podcast? Well, I found out about it just going through the podcast section on iTunes because I was really curious if there was a One Direction podcast and I was Mm -hmm. so surprised that there weren't more and Mm -hmm. I was really bored. I was like going on a road trip and I wanted a new podcast to listen to because I'm obsessed with podcasts Mm -hmm. and um, I just came across you guys and I was like, oh my God, they're so like normal and cool and just like me and stuff. And then you kept (laughs) listening and realized we totally weren't normal. (laughs) 
But that makes it way more fun. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh, like everyone's pretending to be normal. <laughs> Um, and for me, it was through Swan recommending you guys to me. And for a long time, I held out because I was like, oh, no, I think that's just going to put me over the edge of like <laughs> the next level fan who can't live their life normally. <laughs> and also, I, d- I was like, oh, I don't have the patience for podcasts. You know, I find them kind of boring. Um, and I immediately like had to take that back when I listened to you guys. I was like, oh, Aww. this is so fun and like relatable. <laughs> and I love listening to conversations between people. I don't want to make it sound like creepy like I eavesdrop <laughs> but I I just like love when people are having a conversation near me just like taking it all in mm-hmm. and I feel like yeah when I started listening to you guys I'm like oh this is so like organic and fun and I feel like I'm just hanging out with my friends Aww. um so yeah that was really fun I'm really really glad that she introduced me to you guys because it's definitely been one of the best decisions that I've made as a 1D fan Oh my wow, gosh that's so nice I'm yeah. glad yeah. you guys found us <laughs> I want to oh, I'm so glad like, our um what's it called our like cover art i want to say like organic like no gmos like (laughs) (laughs) you can put this in as a testimonial yes (laughs) okay next question top three favorite one direction songs of all time oh my god this was so hard like when i saw this i was like oh god this is gonna be a process but my top three one direction songs for me are rock me stockholm syndrome and hey angel um, I know Stockholm Syndrome's like an objectively problematic song, but for me, when I heard it, like it was just so different sounding than anything they'd ever done before. Yeah. And I always jam out to it and consistently, like that's one of the songs from four that I consistently go back to. So mm-hmm. that pretty much made on the list and rock me. Uh, like I'm a huge rock fan Iconic. and that's like the hardest that they had gone yes. up to that point. <laughs> and Great reasoning. Like, yeah. <laughs> And um, we'll get into Hey Angel, obviously, later. Yeah. So I'll save that for later. Mm-hmm. And my top three 1D songs of all time, they're all from different albums because I wanted to be, you know, a little diverse. Um, and I had to order them because I have a complex. I need to be organized. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my third favorite, I guess you could say, was She's Not Afraid from Take Me yes. Home. Which is one of my all-time, oh my gosh, it's so good like I listen to that song and I feel empowered as a person I remember when it came out changed my life a little bit me too um (laughs) awesome um my second is spaces from four which became sadly topical like it was my favorite off four and I was like oh this is like sad to think about the future the future came faster than expected (laughs) it was like a punch to the gut but it's still so good um, I kind of love, I don't know, I guess the more, not solemn, but the slower songs that kind of make you a little introspective. Mm-hmm. And then my top favorite, number one of all time, I was like, okay, it's probably objectively going to be my favorite song off my favorite album, which was Midnight Memories. Mm-hmm. And my favorite song, Through the Dark. Not oh, a popular pick. I love pick. that one. Though. I love that song. That's one oh of my, my favorites. That's just so good. Awesome. I'm so happy that like someone else really yeah. stands for this song. Oh, I because love it. Yeah, lyrically, musically, everything about it is so A-plus to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's just like a really sincere song. Yeah. So I love that it one. It really isn't that popular. I feel like no one it brings isn't. it up. But I love it so much. Oh, I'm but so like, happy. Remember when they performed on SNL like randomly like, that one time and then like they never uh-huh. yeah. it again? I remember watching that live. 
I yeah, need to go back and watch that. Yeah, I remember like I was at like a party hangout thing, and I like made them turn on SNL because one director <laughs> was on. And they're just like, this there is we ridiculous. go. But like honestly, I wasn't missing that. So, yeah. and that was like the first time that Harry debuted the sparkly boots. Yes. Yeah. and it was <laughs> such an occasion. Was that wow. the pirate earring one? No, too? that was just, no, like, it wasn't. Last, no, like, that was also like an important day. Yes. <laughs> Truly, though. <laughs> Do you guys have any least favorite One Direction songs? Uh, um, um, I picked. I picked. Oh, you go first. I okay. Um, my least favorites, even though I love you, Harry, but something great was really yes. underwhelming for me. <laughs> Thank you. Like I don't. I don't know why. I was just like, this isn't like as good as some of his other songwriting, and it just didn't stick out to me on that album. Um, Infinity. I mean, I think we're all in <laughs> we're agreement. I've been playing the album for my mom, like, over break, and, like, having her interpret every song for me, um, <laughs> as, you know, a good child does. But uh, she said Infinity was one of her favorites, like, right, right away. And I was oh, like, wow. no, mom. Uh, no. Oh, my gosh. She must be, like, the next member of One Direction, because everyone in the band has been like, oh, this I'm is, the, this is the best song we've ever done. And it's like... <laughs> What? Yeah. Questionable. I mean, Seriously. everything's subjective, I guess. And um, yeah, my third least favorite was one from Up All Night, which I don't know if a lot of people know, but it was Taken. Because it's like, it, the whole point of the song is, oh, you only want me because I'm Taken. And oh, I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's a jam. <laughs> it's just that whole song, just not my fave. Um, oh. I, <laughs> <laughs> what? text from my mom i'm trying to read at the same time <laughs> no, be in the moment caitlin like okay um, um vixen what about you i also them. picked oh. three <laughs> okay. um because i wanted to be like equitable and balance out mm-hmm. um and they're also all from three different albums uh they don't know about us from take me home even though are you kidding me Thank you, Kara. Thank you. That was the best song from that album. Listening to that, I just, I get like that bad feeling that you get. Like, you know, when you're bad, you're in like a sketchy area and you're like, ooh, nothing about this is good. What? I don't know why. That song doesn't resonate with my soul, so so I just can't get into it. Um, Infinity, which I think it's pretty funny. It's on both of our lists. That's fair. And then, yeah, I almost feel like it's unfair to put up all night songs on there because they really didn't hit their stride. Like, that was 2011. one d but whatever um was save you tonight which was some people's favorite off up all night i personally didn't like it and it got so much commercial success like relative to the time they put it out mm-hmm. i was like why do people like this song so much it was my least favorite on the entire album oh, um but yeah infinity i think we're all in consensus on that one <laughs> yeah i think the whole fandom's in consensus Thank there. God they yeah the yeah i feel so bad for like the three infinity stands <laughs> oh my god <laughs> ouch yeah. Okay, how about favorite 1D tattoo? Oh, this one's really simple for me. My favorite tattoo is Harry's butterfly, mm-hmm. oh, which is yes. really it's really ironic cuz I hated it when he first got mm-hmm. it. I was like, "Harry, you foolish man." Like, <laughs> it is so huge, it is so conspicuous. Like that's never going to come off. But like as I got used to it, I started loving it cuz it's so him, yeah. like it's so beautiful and creative and mm-hmm. just out there, so that became yeah, my like all-time I favorite. Same, I had the same like processing. Like I was like, "Oh my god, Harold." Yeah. But then it's like so him. <laughs> yeah. All right, my favorite 1D tattoo is this is like hands down. I've loved it ever since I think it was 2013 that he got it. 
um, is Louis Stag with the heart between mm-hmm. the antlers mm-hmm. is so beautiful. I love the size and the placement, uh, the style, the kind of little detailing that's in the heart. I think everything about it is just like exquisite. I think it <laughs> looks so good. If I could, if they could get like a really high quality photo of that tattoo, I would like blow it up and put it on my wall and yes. just bow to it every morning when oh the sun God. rises because it's a gift. I love it so much. And the original tattoo though, it had like the heart wasn't filled in, right? And it had like yeah. headphones on or something. Yeah, it had some... like the music. Yeah. Thing, it did, yeah. Or heartbeat or whatever it was. It's very different now. And then and then it cu- got covered up with dots. I don't know. Yeah. But it's bringing back memories of that day he was like outside in his tank top and oh God, I feel yes. like that was one of the first times that we day saw makes that. Me week. I know. <laughs> Saw that tattoo. Wow. So good. Oh, what an iconic day. I know. Really. Tank top days are the best of days. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. It's always a gun show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Last question. Favorite outfit or outfits one of the boys has worn? Okay. This was another hard question because there's been so many hits mm-hmm. with the outfits lately. <laughs> um, I personally, I love when whenever Harry wears floral because it makes mm-hmm. him look like the hippie flower child he is. Yes. But I especially loved this one shirt he wore for a few of the Made in the AM promo interviews. It was like a creamish color with pastel like greens and blues and pink florals. And it was so beautifully mm-hmm. made. I'm trying to think of just which looked, one it was. Uh, um, I don't know exactly like which interview specifically but he wore it for a couple of the mm-hmm. interviews and i just thought he looked amazing and it was obviously like unbuttoned to his belly button <laughs> of course <laughs> and i don't know i thought that was probably one of my favorites i feel like his shirts for those type of interviews i know there was one it was like a sort of maroony purple color where yeah, it had like floral. yeah floral i love that it. one it was so too. nice because <laughs> it's oh. such, like an interesting color and yeah. just good yeah. choice oh, so good i know Mine is kind of a cop out, but <laughs> because it, it's more of like the feeling and the memories of the outfit than the mm-hmm. actual outfit itself. But I said uh, Louis and his Rovers kit, number 28. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not it's not like because of the design or I think it looks really cool because honestly it's not that fashionable but it's because he's like so joyful and energetic Mm -hmm. when he wears it when he's playing and I love to see him happy doing what he loves I know it's such a mushy answer but just him like gambling about the pitch it's my favorite yes all right so we're gonna move into news now um we have a couple of news stories better than last week last week I feel like we didn't have that much to say um, but Harry has won GQ's uh, Britain's Best Dressed Man of 2015, which this was like a voted in um, award thing where Harry mm-hmm. wasn't originally included in the um, like the whoever you can choose, but then people wrote his name in so that he got voted in and he got more votes than anyone has ever gotten in history, which well, is really geez. cool. <laughs> um, and I don't know why he wasn't there in the first place. Cause I feel right? like that's a travesty. He's, he's like really, yeah. Cause didn't he win this like a couple years back, well. but like now he has like even expanded his like fashion, you know, choices. Repertoire. Yeah. Right. Repertoire. That's like offensive to me <laughs> that he wasn't in the original lineup. Cause yeah. he's like, personally attacked. Come on. <laughs> I know. And, and Zayn was in the original lineup and he ended up coming mm-hmm. in number three. But he was originally there. Zane's not as fashionable as Harry. Like what? no, no. Um, so I have a question. Do you think any of the other boys should have been in the top ten of the best dressed men in Britain, or do you think you know Harry and Zane? Or Zane's not one of the boys, but you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, 
like I think Niles expanded his fashion more than any of the boys like this year in particular but I just realistically don't think that any of the boys would have made it onto this list Mm -hmm. yeah me as well um I love Louis to death but he dresses like a lad Um, (laughs) him and yeah I I don't see any of them being because to me this award should be for someone who's not only like always looking sharp and fashionable but for someone that's taking risks with their yeah. fashion or influencing what other people are wearing yeah and harry's doing that like for men and women like yeah. he is wearing you know he's making the trends that other people want to follow and i really think that's what this award is about and i don't really see any of the other boys doing mm-hmm. that yeah and like i feel like harry is passionate about it too like it's not he really a, is. a stylist making the decisions like he wants to be a part of that whole collaboration and you know taking risks whereas like Niall might just put on a suit that someone tells him to put on or Liam yeah or yeah he's more invested in the entire fashion world and yeah. I think, you know that yeah. adds to that mm-hmm. yeah. his fashion really reminds me a lot of I don't know if you guys know who this is he's kind of up and coming uh James Bay I oh, heard yeah. a song on the radio yeah. today Oh, uh, really he's so good. I love it. his music, but mm-hmm. they they dress very similarly. So I was happy to see that James Bay also placed high on that list oh. um, because I think their I think their styles are um, pretty similar. Mm-hmm. But I'm loving what Harry's doing. How he's, you know, he doesn't conform to things like like gender and fit or just like you should wear it like this. No, he's gonna wear it how he wants mm-hmm. to. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so I know we just talked about favorite outfits or whatever but you know what let's just say harry's favorite outfits over 2015 kara why don't we start with you okay um oh you, okay prepared, Spe- i see okay i didn't know this was a question <laughs> um i'm just trying to like go into my mind and just think of all of the wonderful things he's worn okay so definitely my favorite out of anything he's worn is like the brown toned like um triangular suit that was like fitted and it just like looked so iconic and incredible um his gold boots obviously um i'd say the the white um ama suit like with the floral on it Mm -hmm. i think it was just like a very cool risk that he took um i'm trying to think of other things what do you guys have because i don't know what else to put on this Uh, it's it's so hard to pick because he's had so many good outfits this year um one of the ones I have down is the Louis Vuitton silk jacket that he wore in oh, the Drag Me yes. Down video. That was mm-hmm. so beautiful. Like, that whole video, I was just transfixed by his <laughs> beauty. Um, and, like, I mean, I think you guys mentioned this on another episode, but, like, his Target mom pink shirt. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Kara, that was, like, the best metaphor I've heard of any Harry outfit, like, in my entire life. Like, it literally looks like he got it out of the maternity section. I know. I think my mom has that exact same shirt. Like, when she was playing it with me, I swear to God, I need to, like, go back into our, like, photos, family photos, and, like, find it. I love it so much. I know. I want one. Um, My personal favorite of the entire year, and for me, this was just, like, a standout above the rest, was also a silk jacket. It was, like, the silk letterman jacket that he wore when they premiered drag me down on good morning america in august yes it was so good like the sleeves are kind of this off white and then the body is navy and it has a tiger and a hawk Mm -hmm. there's a lot going on but oh my god i thought that was gorgeous i thought he looked so fly he looked like he stepped straight out of like a street style blog yes yes harry (laughs) i know that was so great oh man what a day I would mm. say mine. I really like the white pants he wore, white skinny jeans that mm-hmm. he wore that one time at an airport or something. <laughs> 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 Those looked nice. And yes. then um, 
I think his X Factor, the red suit with the floral, was a real standout mm. for me. I really mm-hmm. liked that one. Um, but yeah, he's worn so many good ones. It's hard to narrow it down. The perfect music video. I loved all his outfits on that. Ugh. It was so disappointing that it was in black and white because when we saw the behind the scenes mm-hmm. pictures, like the color was just so beautiful. Yeah, I know. that pink shirt. Oh, it just looks so good. Ugh. I know him in pink. Also, before we move on, I just want to defend Zane's honor a little bit. Um, <laughs> I feel like I was a little too quiet on that, but I like love Zane's like style. Um, that's all I really have to say, but I really do like his style. Um, I kind of wish that we saw him more on, like, the red carpet events. Like, I hope that, like, when he's, like, doing more solo stuff, he, like, goes to, like, award shows and stuff, because I want to see him, like, dress to the nines. Yeah, I'm sure he will, too, because, like, I don't know. Like, I just remember that, like, weird cape thing he wore that, like, at the fashion shows. Like, I really loved that look. (laughs) And I don't know, I can't remember if it was a cape or if I'm just, like, imagining things. I don't remember a cape. But, like, like, I just remember it was, like, the anime-type look to me, and, like, Mm. I just loved that look, so, yeah. Like, the Pokemon trainer? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it was. Um, Okay, moving on. We have gotten video of the Infinity music video, and it's, like, appeared, like, behind the scenes. Not behind the scenes, but, like, as though someone was filming it who shouldn't have been filming it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But these were clips of the boys singing. And you could hear the Infinity music playing in the background. So it was for this music video. Um, and I think it was filmed quite a while ago. I don't think this was new footage, but it's just come up now. And the interesting thing was that in the back of, like, the, the background of where they were standing was a wall made out of fan art from different artists. I know... Sil- how do you say that? Oh God, we Cerulean- never know. We need to know. Cerulean to- art yeah. uh, is, a, is a 1D <laughs> fan artist um, on Twitter and Tumblr. And uh, their 1D fans give art was in the background along with a whole bunch of other. It was this big collage, which was really cool. Um, so I don't know like why this is coming up or what they're doing with this video or why they decided to put like fan art in the background of this video in particular because... To me, history is the one that's I become know. the fan yeah. song. What is Infinity? Yeah. Like, so, like, I'm, like, were they trying to make Infinity, like, the fandom song So, or I remember seeing that, um, a clip of this, like, a screenshot, not a screenshot, but, you know, like, on the X Factor, their last performance, like, um, how there was, like, a montage in the background. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't watched that still because I know I'm going to cry, but, um, <laughs> you know, I've heard through the grapevine, um, that there was, like, a montage going on and, like, a clip from this was on it mm-hmm. and, like, um, that's how, like, people, like people assumed that it was going to be the infinity video um but like i'm still like so confused so that, I, I don't know people were saying like why were they maybe they were doing it just for the the x factor montage but that doesn't seem like a no normal you thing. wouldn't spend that much money on yeah. an x factor montage i know for like one <laughs> second i mean yeah. like they have the money but like at the same time like i don't know i'm just so confused like why wouldn't they like yeah. think to do this for history i guess if like, they only had one more song to do a music video to like they were trying to like make it like a fan thing but like mm-hmm. it's just like such a weird concept to me yeah that's what i thought too like they probably filmed that before they changed the single so yeah. they probably mm-hmm. wanted to dedicate it to the fans since it was their last musical that they thought they were doing mm-hmm. for a while yeah like that was my and it's so not a fan thematic song. <laughs> i know <laughs> but but having the single um be changed like that I almost wonder like if right before the hiatus we're going to get a little history video with that set mm-hmm. um I'm not I'm not hopeful obviously because we hadn't really heard anything about them being on set but it could happen mm-hmm. I'm holding out hope for it I know I hope they go back and make the history music video with that background oh my God, yeah, yeah it would make so much more sense I know 
But could you imagine if they chose, like, they just, like, they just, like, um, put in, like, the dub version of, like, just, like, use the footage from the Infinity one? Because I just, like, don't want to go back. That'd be so ridiculous. But I'd, I don't know, kind of be into that ridiculousness. Um, yeah, so I think that's pretty much about it for that story. Yeah. Um, now there's another thing that's pretty cool. 1D is going to be on an episode of Family Guy. Um, and apparently this episode is based around Chris running away for, uh, running for home. <laughs> um, and there's a campfire scene, which is like a classic 1D thing. Yeah. Um, where Niall, Liam, Harry, and Louie are all sitting around a campfire with Stewie. And Stewie's telling some scary story about non-skinny jeans, which, you know, haha. <laughs> um, and we know that both Louie and Liam have recorded their parts because they were pictured at the Family Guy studio. Um, but I don't know if the other boys, I don't think they've recorded their parts. I don't know if that means they're going to, or if they don't have recorded parts in it. Um, and also apparently Simon's going to be in the episode. Again, don't know if he's having a voiced part or if they're just going to have someone <laughs> in there, but I think this seems pretty cool. I think it's supposed to come out in like May or something. Yeah, so not for fun. a while. Yeah. Um, but what do you guys think about this? I think that it's really cool. Um, I don't watch Family Guy religiously, but I have watched a few episodes. And I do mm-hmm. think it's funny. Um, I will be really upset if Niall and Harry don't do I parts know. because, like, how <laughs> hilarious would Harry's voice I be, know. like, coming out of a cartoon? And, like, you know that the skinny jeans joke will probably be directed at Harry because, like, <laughs> his yeah. pants are clearly the tightest. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, what do you think? Um, I... First of all, I think it's going to be like a really nice little present for the fandom during the hiatus yeah. since it's airing in May. It's going to be that point where we're all thirsty, but we're in the desert. <laughs> you know, we have no content. Um, so I think it'll be really fun to have that. I honestly don't know if it would be funnier to have Harry voice his own part or to have someone in there who like sounds kind <laughs> oh of like God. Harry. But definitely not. Like I can do a mean Harry. No, you stuff. cannot. <laughs> No, now you have like... to do it. Do it. Okay. Okay. It sounds like an emotionless robot. <laughs> That's sort of hairy. Yeah, though. that is Let's sort of hairy. Yeah. But, but it's like especially. I just, I just do like. Hello, my name's Harry Styles. Oh my god, no, that's good. I love, oh yay. I love, uh, I love my ankle boots. I love the fans. All the luck. God. I don't know. This is such good content. This is honestly. You have advertised my You should be the voice. Yeah, family, definitely. Guys. This should be your audition tape. Like, we'll send it in. Like, you, like, this will yeah. be a surprise. Like, you'll just, like, get the part. Oh. Fox oh. better watch out for me. Yes. <laughs> Um, okay, Kara, do you have any thoughts on this? Um, I mean, Family Guy is not my, like, favorite show. I don't think I've ever really watched a whole thing, just because, like, I don't know, it's not really my jam, but, like, I'm excited to see, like, how they're, what's it called, they're, like, animated. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know, it'll be interesting. I mean, I'm still gonna watch it, because, like, you know. Yeah, like how you watched all those other videos of One Direction? Uh, <laughs> drag me, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Um, also, quick news story. We don't have much to say about it, but Liam was featured on Juicy J's Snapchat, and we've talked about him working with Juicy J uh, in the past, and they've been in the studio together. And it seems like Liam's been rapping or singing or both um, on in in the studio. So that's really cool. And Kara, I feel like you have more knowledge on this or more rumored knowledge. Um, yeah, I think someone confirmed it. I don't know if it was GCJ himself who was like answering Twitter questions and saying that like he had done 10 tracks with him 
and like he was rapping and singing and like they were saying that he was actually like good at it so i'm i don't know i'm intrigued to like see what they put out slash when they put it out um and it like i people were making comments about like how it's so interesting that like the fandom and like the media are like so like obsessed with harry's going solo and like how that they think that's gonna like break up the band for good and everything um but then like liam's doing all this side projects not that i'm saying it's gonna break up the band but like i'm just like it's interesting how the media like only focuses on harry even though he has nothing like set in stone Mm -hmm. um but i don't know i'm excited to like see what's going down with this whole thing how do you guys feel about um liam doing different solo projects or are you interested in hearing what he has for music by himself um i'm definitely i'm definitely excited to hear what kind of music he's going to put out um i can't really say i stand for juicy day (laughs) (laughs) i think i've heard one song um but I feel like if Liam wants to stretch his little creative wings and put out something, I would be just as hyped to hear what Liam has to put out than I would as if Harry was confirmed to be doing a solo side project. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm so interested to see on hiatus what these boys are going to do and how they're going to kind of develop into their own once they have the creative freedom to do the projects that they want. So I don't know. I'm really excited for it. I hope that we get some solid tracks out of it because I'll definitely jam. Me too. And it's good as well because all the boys have such different musical tastes. So when they do their side projects, like we'll get so much different kinds of content. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It just makes me happy thinking about Liam like being so giddy, like working (laughs) with these rappers. You know, he's like a huge fan. So he's just like, oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, we're getting all the voices today. <laughs> we're on. With our we're taking the impression game by storm. Yes. Um, okay, and then we know that Zayn has had more articles coming out. I feel like it's really starting to hype up with all his um, solo stuff going on. Um, but he's been on the cover of a couple magazines, namely Billboard. Um, or there's a huge billboard story out there from Zane, but we're not going to talk about it on this episode, as we've been saying about pretty much everything else uh. Zane related. <laughs> um, <laughs> we have a lot of thoughts, but we'll, we'll reserve them because this would get too intense. Yeah, yeah, we thought we thought the same. So I think we're going to do a whole episode about Zane possibly next week, where we actually go back and read all the articles that have been going on and. Um, talk about it because obviously people want to know what's up and want to hear you know different opinions on it so we're going to do that but we're going to hold off because I think that uh, garners a main discussion all right so our main discussion today is hey as our song discussion about hey angel Um, and this is the first song on the album and it was written by Julian Bonetta, John Ryan, Ed Druitt, and Jamie Scott so none of the boys actually wrote on it Um, and in the track by track which is on the One Direction YouTube Um, Harry said that they wanted to open the album with Hey Angel to like set the tone for the album Um, and on the last album they had Clouds which was a similar sound it wasn't the opener of the song but it had like a similar feeling and they ended up opening the tour with Clouds Um, and Harry said it was pretty simple stabby and not too complicated so that's why um, they thought it was a good opener what does stabby mean? I want to investigate this I, just, I liked it. I'm dabs you in the feels. Maybe. <laughs> yes. I just I'm very confused. I feel like um there's a lot of like British like 
colloquialisms or just like words that they sort of like make up and it's like also cute and I just love it <laughs> yeah. but this is an interesting one I've never heard this one before so um and also this was the first song Harry was tweeting about and I think this was before we even got a lot of the song titles yeah um he tweeted like hey angel and there was a lot of speculation as to what the song was going to be about and why Harry was tweeting about it in particular did he write it is this really important to him but we ended up finding out that he just like thought that it was the first song in the album so it deserved to be the first one he tweeted about which was kind of uh that's a letdown <laughs> yeah no, a bit no. of a letdown um, <laughs> as was the song no i'm kidding wow <laughs> um, but yeah do you think it's a good opening song do you think it opens the album well i think it does like especially because they've had a habit of having the first song kind of be the bridge between the last album and that album like mm-hmm. it like best song ever sounded like more of a take me home kind of vibe mm-hmm. and steal my girl didn't really sound like four. So mm-hmm. I think going by that, that it kind of followed the tradition of that. And because it's a really big anthemic song, it kind of starts out the album on a high note. Yeah. So I think it did what it was. It, it's purpose was. Yeah. I thought it had like the great, a great energy to open an album with, like it wasn't too complex which depending on who you ask, that could be a good thing or a bad thing. Mm -hmm. But I definitely feel that adjective, anthemic. Um, I feel like it was very meant to lift you up. And yeah, the beat, just what was going on in the song did very much sound stylistically like four. So I think Harry was dead on when he was like, yeah, it was kind of a bridge. It was kind of like the clouds of this album. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like personally the kind of simplicity of the song. I enjoyed how it was kind of sparing and the intro that led into it, I really liked because it got me so hyped when I was listening to the album for the first time. And it was kind of, you know, winding in. I was like, Oh, what's this going to be? So that was really good. Kara, what do you think? Um, I agree. I think that, um, it definitely is a cloudsy type song. Um, so like it's a good opener for the album, I feel like, and it's a good opener for like, if they did a concert, I feel like this would probably be the opener for them. Um, Mm -hmm. so I don't know. I think it's cool. Yeah. Um, and I think after like going through this song and trying to dissect it myself, I definitely like have a better sense of it and a better sense of where it fits in like, like my like towards it or like unlike towards it. I don't know. (laughs) Like it's not, I don't hate it as much as I did before. Not that I hated it. (laughs) Like dislike. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, so why did you guys choose Hey Angel? I know you gave us a couple of songs that you wanted to discuss, but like why was this one in particular something you wanted to be, you know, part of the discussion about? Um, well, I wanted to talk about it because it's my favorite song from the album. Mm-hmm. And I've heard a ton of people have mixed feelings about it mm-hmm. while I loved it like right away the first listen. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, I think it's just a really beautiful, understated song that doesn't get a lot of credit with, like, the fandom. Like, I don't hear a lot of people, like, talking about it, and I thought that it would be good to give my loving, biased perspective for all of the, <laughs> the rest of the Hey Angel lovers out there. Um, and did you have anything else? No? Um, no, not really. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we both put... We were very diplomatic about the process of deciding because I think you asked for five songs and we're like, okay, we got to take this really serious. Uh Um, So we were very diplomatic. We picked our two favorites and then one that we both agreed we liked. Um, There was kind of like a joint decision. So Mm -hmm. it was it was really up in the air as to which one you guys would kind of slate us for. And I am not at all mad that it was Hey Angel because I really like this song as well. So, I mean, it's Swan's ultimate favorite. Yeah. And 
I feel like it's really solid. Like, it's up there for me, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we picked it for you guys because I know it's not either of our favorites, so we kind of wanted to have um, a more positive opinion come on as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'd have a more balanced discussion. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which we should have had you guys on for Perfect because I know you both really like Perfect, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. oh my God. That noise I made, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Still up on that perfect time. I'm always on the perfect time. <laughs> um, so next question. What did you think of it on first listen? Kara, why don't we start with you? Okay. Um, I remember being, I don't know, sort of like underwhelmed slash like really confused about like the, like how it sounded. I thought it was going to be like a really slow and solemn song just mm-hmm. because of like what, like the lyrics, I guess, that Harry had been tweeting. I was like, oh, this is definitely going to be like a ballad that like they're singing about someone who had passed away and it's gonna make me cry but then like when I was like listening to it I was just like okay like you know it's it's just I liked listening to it but it wasn't like a memorable thing but like now I feel like it's I've definitely like it's grown on me and I've I've really liked listening to it and I just like think the lyrics are really cool and I just I don't know it's really grown on me and I think that's like you know valid too to like develop feelings for a song over time I guess so Mm -hmm. um Swan how about you um, for me, I loved it on first listen. I think um, I knew it wasn't going to be the slow kind of solemn ballad that everyone thought it was going to be because I remember I had seen a really brief clip of Niall and Julian, I think it was, mm-hmm. like uh, just about to jam out to this song. And right as it was going to go into the bridge or whatever, it mm-hmm. ended. And I remember even from that three seconds of us hearing it I was like I really like the sound of that and was Uh so mad when they cut it out but um so yeah I was kind of a little bit more prepared for the sound of it and I remember loving it immediately I was like floaty dancing getting all emotional because it's obviously like the first songs the album that we'll be listening to while they're 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 on their hiatus and stuff Mm -hmm. um and yeah and also like Honestly, I was almost kind of worried listening to this song because I knew, ooh, this is going to be one of my favorites. And, <laughs> like, what if nothing else is my favorite because mm-hmm. I love it so much? And that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and, and how about you, Vixen or The Vixen? I don't, I don't know what you prefer to go Either by. or. <laughs> I think that The is optional, really. But I'd like, I don't know. I think it would be cool to be mononymous, kind of, like, share, just, like, Vixen. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Vixen, um, how about you? Um, for me... Personally, um, it wasn't one of my favorites on first listen, but I remember, obviously, I listened to the album in order, and I sat down, and I made an event of it, Mm -hmm. and hearing this song first kind of made me apprehensive, not in a bad way, but I thought, is this going to be the sound of the album, because I'm not sure if I'm quite into it, Mm -hmm. because it it does sound a lot like 4, but then I thought, no, they probably just wanted to make it cohesive, make it the bridge for 4. And I was was almost a little relieved when, after we got past the singles that we already knew, there was stuff that was different because I didn't I didn't really like the vibe initially I was like oh this is kind of strange and then a a phone conversation I had with Swan changed my opinion on it a little bit uh where she said oh this feels to me like it could be in like a 90s movie it would be like a song on a movie soundtrack it just empowers you (laughs) and I said on our Twitter like right after I listened to it like I have such a clear image of this song like it feels like at the end of Princess Diaries if you guys have seen that movie (laughs) Where she realizes, like, oh, my gosh, like, I can rule a country. And uh-huh. she's, like, dancing around with everybody. And it goes to credits. And I picture this song being the end credit song to that yes. movie. 
<laughs> and that That's made me perfect. a lot more affectionate towards the song. <laughs> and ever since then, I think it's like replayability has made me like it a lot more. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've jammed to this song since then. So on first listen, I don't know. I'm a lot more favorable towards it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I had a similar experience because like I love Drag Me Down, but then I heard like Infinity and Perfect and I was kind of going like, what is this album going to be? Like it's very mm-hmm. sort of older style 1D. Like I wanted something a little bit newer. And then when I went in order, I listened to Hey Angel first. And I was like, uh, like this, I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I feel like I, like I've tainted my, cause I've listened to those ones first. Like I really wish I could have, like what would my opinion be on like perfect if I'd heard it in the middle of the album rather than like yeah. as a first time, because then I would have been comforted by like other songs, you know, that I, <laughs> so yeah. But um, it's it's growing on me. Still not one of my favorites, but I think I think I appreciate the lyrics a lot more now after going through them. Mhm, definitely. Um, so how do you guys think that it fits in with the rest of the album? Kara, go first. I think <laughs> that it kind of um sticks out to me, not in a bad way, but I feel like they're just like trying a bunch of styles on this, and we've talked about this before. How it's very like eclectic. Um, I don't know. I don't think there's like another song in the album that I can really like um like match it to slash like put it with because mm-hmm. it just like stands out to me a lot just like stylistically um I don't know I think I mean like I don't know it's not One Direction never has been like the type of like band that has like one cohesive sound I guess I guess like their first couple has been but like you know four was kind of just everywhere Midnight Memories was um so I don't know um, I've kind of gotten used to like the whole like it kind of jumps around everywhere and I'm kind of like into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, oh, go, you go. go. No, you go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I agree. It doesn't really go with the rest of the album sonically because everything else is relatively like low key and indie, like with a couple of, of exceptions. While this is very anthemic and poppy, mm-hmm. but to me, like thematically, because it has meaningful lyrics like when you actually go and look at them it doesn't totally deviate from the tone of the album which is largely very like sentimental and thoughtful Mm -hmm. so I thought it gave a nice little balance like we get a different sound but with same like themes throughout Mm -hmm. yeah very true um yeah you go ahead (laughs) me yeah whoever just breathed (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that was me um yeah, I feel I feel very much the same that lyrically it is definitely cohesive with the album, but musically it's it does stand out and it's not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Um I almost feel like the closest song by comparison to it, maybe lyrically, maybe a little musically would be like what a feeling, mm-hmm. but even then it's not it's not close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like this whole album was almost like a gradient of like it started at this one kind of emotion and then mm-hmm. it completely moves through the spectrum there's really no mm-hmm. two songs where I'm like oh they sound really similar yeah. like nothing sounds similar lyrically I think everything is really diverse but it still has those same overarching themes of nostalgia mm-hmm. of love of kind of it's the end but it's not the end yeah. and I really appreciated how hey angel it does manage to fit in there but with a different sound that we're treated to because we've never heard it before. Mm. Yeah. I'm 
I really am now like getting hyped to do the episode where we put them in order of like a, a story because I think this one that's so exciting I know like nostalgia totally nostalgic and yeah. whatever mm-hmm. and I didn't really think about that until now yeah um so yeah I feel like I like what you guys said where lyrically it does really fit in but the sounds sort of different yeah mm-hmm. um, and no. gradient gradient was a good word <laughs> it's it's my word. I use it to describe everything. <laughs> uh, so now we have some fan reactions. And again, these are from a while ago when the album first came out. Um, at Phantoms Babe on Twitter said that this song is wonderfully 90s. Great opener. Love the O's uh, at the start. Tender, warm lyrics are sad without being too much. Love it. And Sarah underscore Marie underscore 67 on Twitter said, I love the lyrics. Wish it had a bit more of a beat. Think it needs to decide if it's either a hardcore jam, i.e. clouds, or more of a soft, wispy sound song like Long Way Down. Um, I come alive when I hear your voice. Nice lyrics. Wish I liked the song more. (laughs) It's grown on (laughs) me from the first listen, but still not my favorite off the album. I feel like it's repetitive, but a lot of Wendy's songs are repetitive. Um, and I don't think those are too repetitive. It's definitely long, four minutes, but I just wish there was a little more something. Um, yeah, it is one of the longer songs on the album, and I wonder, mm-hmm. I know it has a really long intro, um, I think compared to some of the other songs, or like it's got more musical bits, um, but yeah. Uh, so let's jump into the lyrical analysis for Hey Angel. Um, the title, I thought I thought it was a pretty interesting title. I know um, it threw me off when Harry was tweeting about it, and we did get it early on, so it left uh, for speculation. And I definitely thought it was going to be a slow song, um, mm-hmm, but I do mm-hmm. like the title. I think it's more unique than some of the titles. Something great, like we mentioned earlier, it's kind of a <laughs> bad title. <laughs> like, the most vague thing that you could possibly have. <laughs> but I do like Hey Angel. What did you guys think of it? Lyrically? Or no, Hey Angel, the title. just. Oh, oh I mean, I loved it pretty much right away Mm -hmm. i mean i love angel imagery and like hey angel it has a very colloquial feeling to it so it kind of gave a little precursor to like what the tone was going to be which is pretty much just very conversational yeah so i thought it was a good like intro into what the song was going to be i thought i think the title if this makes any sense i think the title of the song sounds like what the song's vibe is Mm, which i like like saying hey angel you would picture a song like this. And like Sarah said, hey, Sarah, shout out. Um, oh, like I thought Sa- you were saying your names for yeah, a second. Like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the mask. Just the panic. Um, yeah, like Sarah said on Twitter, um, it's it's neither, you know, slow and kind of wispy and it's not upbeat. It's kind of in the middle. Um But I think that's very suitable for what the song's title is. And lyrically, I think... I think it all ties together. I think Hey Angel is like a unique title for them, for sure. Mm-hmm. And it definitely suited the vibe that they were going for. Mm-hmm. Kara, do you have any thoughts on it? No, I definitely agree. And I think that like, um, as I'm sure we'll get into later on, I feel like Angel is like such a cool thing because it could be like a pet name for someone or it could be like a literal like like religious sim- like symbolism mm-hmm. slash, mm-hmm. you know, um, a symbol um so i think it's like cool that it could have a bunch of different meanings yeah and i think this is like one of the first 1d songs where it has quite religious like out there religious things in it you know like i don't do you guys know off the top of your head any other 1d songs that has really like religious imagery um just the long way down one where it's like 
Yeah, um, we built a cathedral and we never prayed. Yeah. yeah. I think I think that's really the only other one. Yeah. Not to my knowledge have they ever done it before this album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I can't think of anything. But I thought that was cool. It reminded me a bit going through the uh lyrics about like of Hozier's lyrics a bit. Like he uses a lot of Oh, I love Hozier. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he uses like a lot of religious imagery and such. Um so it was kind of reminiscent of that to me. Yeah, I love when I get to use my um years of like catholic school i mean i wasn't in catholic school but i had to go to like church school for like every sunday for like 12 years of my life so like oh my god oh my god that's so weird because vix well me and vixen went to catholic school for literally years like i went for eight years i went for seven yeah we went to hardcore catholic school with the uniforms and the and the priests and (laughs) so we're really adept at picking up this religious imagery (laughs) she's agnostic and i'm very loosely religious but i i and i can appreciate the religious imagery in a song like you said like hosier where it's not meant to be taken in the literal religious meaning it's more of a symbolic thing Mm -hmm. i love that Mm -hmm. yeah um, so let's jump into the first verse. Actually, before the first verse happens, like I said, there's kind of a long musical build-up intro thing where, for me, it started off softer and, like, built up into bigger sounds. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of ooing. Um, what did you guys think about the ooing? I quite liked it. I thought it was I, cool. I thought it was cool, too. Like, Liam's falsetto in this whole song yes. was on point. Like, mm-hmm. I thought it added a lot to the song. I think it gave a lot of like ambiance to it yeah. and just with you know with the whole hey angel thing i thought it was good they had very kind of like heavenly sounding mm-hmm. boos and ahs and stuff yeah. see i'm i'm almost the opposite this is really one of the facets of the song that i wasn't too sold on i think it's because i feel like i don't know the background ooze the noises like are we getting tired of those (laughs) i'm not (laughs) i always i don't know like i always associate this kind of like this renaissance of background ooing and (laughs) awing like when that bastille song came out that ruined all of our lives because they played it so much we just said oh yeah it was (laughs) (laughs) and it's like the background noise is like i get it i appreciate it now that you mention it being like a chorus of angels, I think that would work thematically. Mm-hmm. But I was just kind of off put by that because I'm like, oh, that's what everyone's doing. Mm-hmm. I guess the background dudes are okay. They're just a little passe to me. Mm-hmm. Kara, what do you think? Um, I have more to comment on like the intro music, I guess, and then I do have the ooze. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I really liked mm-hmm. the intro music. I thought it like sounded like very churchy to me, like church bells sort of, and like. Like the rising, like and, and orchestral what's the organ a bit sounded sort of to me like organ. Yeah, music. I could see that. Like not, was... not that I've been in a church. No, they have <laughs> like once. They have like but... a giant like organ with those like those pipes and stuff. Yeah, I've been in a couple churches in my day, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I thought that was like cool that they like sort of tied that in, and yeah, I like that you said it was like a chorus of angels because I think that's like makes it more interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so first verse we have Harry starting out, um, and he sings. Hey, angel, do you know the reason why we look up to the sky? Hey, angel, do you look at us and laugh when we hold on to the past? Hey, angel. So my first question is, who is this angel? For me, I said it could be like a romantic partner or a friend or like an actual angel. And I I sort of took it more of the romantic partner or actual angel as I like dissected the song. Yeah. Um, But did you guys think one in particular or have another idea? Um, I assumed that he was talking about someone who had already passed and is looking Mm -hmm. down on them Mm -hmm. because like when he asked like, 
um, do you ever look at us and laugh when we hold on to the yeah. past? It's kind of assuming this person's like in this higher, like spiritual plane, and yeah. he's kind of asking for like input or like guidance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely saw it as more of like a friend or mentor. I didn't even see it necessarily as a religious partner. And maybe my perception of the song is a little off, but I don't know. I always saw it as like someone kind of that you're aspiring to be like mm-hmm. um, in the song. Like, do you look at us and laugh when we hold on to the past? Things like that. I take it as like someone who's a little older and wiser, mm-hmm. kind of like seeking guidance from this person. Especially, I know we haven't moved on to this part in the lyrics yet, but like, I wish I could be more like you. Do you wish you could be more like me? Mm-hmm. Like, what do I bring to this kind of friendship? I don't know. I, I definitely see it as like a a younger person to a mentor relationship. Maybe even to like a parent. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it could be any. That is true. I could see yeah, that. I think it's open to interpretation. Yeah, it's very subjective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had questions about like the who the angel was. I was like, an, is it an actual person? Like a figment of their imagination even? Like a religious symbol? Um, and then are we going on to like, do you know the reasons why we look up to this guy or we just like yeah, doing this yeah. entire verse yeah. okay yeah and i was just like i i don't know that's interesting that's an interesting line to me because like what does that even mean do we look up why do we look up to the sky like are they talking about like heaven are they thinking about like how small we are and like meaningless we are in like the gra- <laughs> like the you know grand scheme of things um i don't know i thought that like has been an interesting line because like i don't think there really is like one answer to that so i think I don't know. It's just yeah, interesting to me. I was thinking, like, why do I ever look up to the sky? And there's, like, you know, stargazing or yeah. looking up, sort of contemplating the universe, thinking yeah. about bigger things. Like, I think it could be a lot, but it also could be, like, looking to, like, a god or gods or whatever. Yeah, and praying. Um, and praying, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I, did you guys, what did you guys think the looking up to the sky was about? Um, I took it as kind of, like, um just being very contemplative mm-hmm. and in that quiet moment kind of wondering why in the most existential of ways mm-hmm, yeah. like you know why this like why life like what is this all about and mm-hmm. i think that ties into well my interpretation that they're talking about someone who's looking down on them and in this state where they kind of know everything and yeah. he's still in this place where he's very much questioning where he is at that moment mm-hmm and that's how I took it. Mm-hmm. I kind of took it as, I don't know, I think this whole song in the verses is asking these big questions mm-hmm. that don't really have an answer. Yeah. Um, and all of these questions to me seem very, like, why do we look up to the sky? Why do we hold on to the past? These big questions um, that the angel, you know, he's kind of seeking answers or he's seeking guidance. He's like, why do we do this? Mm-hmm. And I think the big thing of the song is that there is absolutely no answer to these questions. Yeah. Um, he's just looking for someone to kind of, I took looking up to the sky very much as like, uh, look how small we are in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Like look at the mortality that we have. So mm-hmm. maybe in that sense, it definitely could be like talking to someone who's passed. Um, yeah. I think this whole, this first verse is really about your existence more than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think it's interesting. The do you look at us? Like the word us yeah. means like it could be like do you look at humans in yeah, general? Yeah, that's why I took it. Like as, yeah. you know, us as hum- humankind, like look at us and say like we're all sort of 
like living in the past, holding on to things like very nostalgic, holding on to things that maybe like don't matter anymore, but you know, we still sort of live by them or look back and don't live in the present maybe, you know? Yeah. And like the Mm -hmm, us and mm -hmm. we, but then it's just like one angel. I think that's Mm -hmm. interesting too. Um, And then, yeah, the second part of this verse where it says like, um, do you look at us and laugh when we hold on to the past? I think that's de- that definitely, to me, it seems like it's m- not like a living one human being because like, you know, one person or like a human really can't answer that. So like, it just seems like it's um, someone who, I don't know, like a being that like knows more about the meaning of life that they're like looking to mm-hmm. and just like, I don't know, talking to. Yeah. Do you guys have anything else about this verse? Yeah, um, that line in particular, do you look at us and laugh when we hold on to the past? Looking at it now, it almost seems very, like, um, like parental to me. Like, an yeah. adult looking at a child being mm. like, oh, you're so, you're still so innocent and, you know, so attached and stuff. And they, it lets on that they kind of know something that that person doesn't. Yeah, that's, like, this line was one of the main things, I think, that gave me that vibe. That it's, like, an older person or someone who's, like wiser or more jaded just, kind of yeah more yeah. jaded a little more cynical about the world um begging these difficult questions from mm-hmm. this person that can't possibly have the answers again i definitely understand that interpretation of like he's asking the questions to some kind of deity or some kind of higher power but yeah in this instance i definitely think it felt parental like do you look at us and kind of laugh like the child has to put away childish things, things like that. Mm-hmm. Holding on to the past is definitely something that I feel um, society kind of wants you to let go of, you know, like when you get to a certain age, you're not supposed to do those things anymore. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this line definitely gave me the vibes of a parental person, an older person. Mm-hmm. And it also just means that the angel doesn't and lives in the moment and moves forward. And it's definitely like paralleling them as opposites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we have the next part, which is the chorus, and Louis has this part, which was exciting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the lyrics are, "Oh, I wish I could be more like you. Do you wish you could be more like me? Oh, I wish I could be more like you. Do you wish you could be more like me?" And what did you guys think of Louis having the chorus? He doesn't usually uh, have the chorus for most of. I think Carrie is the one who usually carries the chorus like more recently especially on this album um but what did you guys think you want me to go all right (laughs) i am a louis stan no (laughs) secret um i was really excited that he got the chorus honestly i think my favorite part um to have louis in strategically is the bridge (laughs) Mm -hmm. because i love when he can get the high note Mm -hmm. but i think for the chorus this was a really interesting choice especially for the first song on the album to have louis do the first chorus Mm -hmm. i thought was a big move for them um especially because it's one of those songs that's like not too soft not too hard it's kind of in between Mm -hmm. the fact that his voice which is generally like kind of delicate is doing the chorus Mm -hmm. i was i really enjoyed i thought it really added to the vibe of the song that it didn't go too hard you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much the same. I thought he did an amazing job with it. I thought he killed it. Yes. Pretty much all I got to say. Carrie, do you have thoughts? Um, I think he nailed it. I'm like th- trying to like think about like what he sounded like there. Like I don't remember it sounding like Louis, but I have to like go back and listen because clearly it <laughs> is. So, um, yeah. Um, so then the lines on this, I think these are really interesting. Yeah. And Me it's, too. It's the same like two questions or 
questions repeated twice. So there's repetition in the chorus. Um, but so this is the person to me wishing they could be more like this angel or um, sort of wishing they could be uncaring about the past and maybe less like emotional and less like humans are very um, like emotional creatures, yeah. I'd say. And mm -hmm. um, so like maybe to get on from the hardships and be more of a carefree person and not really care about the past and move on and not be nostalgic. And that's what they're hoping for. But then also questioning whether the angel wishes they could be more emotional like humans and care about things and be more sentimental, um, which I think recognizes that it's not necessarily a bad thing to be uh, quite like making decisions based on our emotions and whatnot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which I thought was really important that they acknowledged that, mm -hmm. that like the angel isn't like the end all be all. It's yeah. not like perfect. Um, mm -hmm. There are merits to like being an emotional person and, you know, having these traits that might be seen as flaws. So I mm -hmm. really love that part. Yeah. yeah. I think largely what this whole course does is kind of continuing this dialogue between the speaker and the angel and kind mm -hmm. of brings up the question of like, who has the better deal? Mm -hmm. Like, who's more jealous yeah. of the other? Because in this case, like, the living person says he wants to be more like them, which is up to interpretation what they are exactly. Yeah. And he could be talking about being more enlightened or, like, knowing of the truth, heavenly, etc. And wonders, too, if the angel wishes that he could be more like him, which is alive human still having that earthly experience. Mm -hmm. So I think this whole chorus, you know, brings up a lot of, meeting and interpretation mm -hmm. yeah definitely I feel like the the two themes that are kind of clashing here as well in my interpretation were like being childish and being perceived as adult mm. um, I love that I love that interpretation. I know I just I really see it as this whole conflict of like growing up and looking mm -hmm. at this person who seemingly has you know put away all those all those feelings that are seen as so troublesome and being like do you ever wish you could be more like me, be more expressive, do stupid things, mm -hmm. like be a child in your heart again. That's mm -hmm. really how I saw this. And I think this is a conflict that we all go through. I feel like this chorus made it really relatable to me. When mm -hmm. I really dissected the lyrics, I was like, oh man, <laughs> I get this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm really curious about the lyric choice for this and makes me wonder who wrote it specifically. Yes. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah, because none of the boys wrote on this song. So it's like... Mm -hmm. frustrating but um yeah <laughs> you know was it was it julian bonetta or, or John <laughs> was Ryan? he thinking about his grandma <laughs> yes andrew <laughs> was that you um but kara do you have thoughts on this part? yeah i like how you guys are like all so deep and i'm just gonna hit you with not something so deep but like <laughs> the only yeah, thing that i could it. think of like during this course was like a disney channel original movie <laughs> about like an angel and like a regular teen boy and like um the angel like comes to earth and like he wishes that he could be um you know like a regular teen teen boy just like doing regular teen boy things and um <laughs> the, the dude like wishes he could have like the magical angel powers and they like have um you know a, they trade spaces like freaky friday trading spaces that was the name of oh that show. my god <laughs> we were trying to think of the name of that show Oh. On HGTV, where they, like, swap houses. Show. Yes. Oh, man. I get you. Wow, that's so weird. I just, like, came into my psyche. Yep. Just, wow. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. No, but, yeah, that's... I just, like, wish that this could be a real thing, and 
um, yeah, like Louis as a star is the, you know, regular teen boys. So maybe one of the other boys can Harry. be the angel. Yeah, Harry would have to be the angel. <laughs> totally. This would be so great. And like Louis just like out of skate park and like Harry just wants to like, you know, do skate park things. <laughs> just like normal, like, you know, teenage things. I don't know. What a boys Disney do Channel co signed this. That's yes. actually amazing. I feel like it is a movie. Like that sounds like something they would I don't make. know. The only thing, the only angel movie I can think of is like Angels in the Outfield and I've never seen that. So I don't know like what that's about. Um, I don't know. It's just this freaky Friday with angels in one direction. So, <laughs> all right. Anything else about the chorus you guys have? I um, no. I think that's yeah the majority of our of our analysis of that part. All right. I think so got... let's move on to verse two, which is Harry. Um, hey, angel, tell me, do you ever try to come to the other side? Hey, Angel, tell me, do you ever cry when we waste away our lives? Um, I don't know why this is my first comment, but my first comment was that Harry really extends those hey, angels. And like angel becomes like a really long word. Mm. Not, not that interesting, but I, but I put it in there. Um, I liked how he did that. Yeah, I thought it sounded cool. Um, and then the tell me, uh, that was very much like, a, like not a command, but it is, it's kind of direct. Like tell me. Uh, they're they're talking to the to the angel sort of, but I also mm-hmm. think that it could be okay. We'll get to it later. Never mind. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the what is the other side? That was my question. Like come to the other side. That could be for me. That could be life or death. There's mm-hmm. very much like coming to mm-hmm. the other side, um, moving on, whatever, passing on. Um, but also because these people are sort of pitted as opposites. Um, like coming to the other side as in trying out being nostalgic or trying out if it's just people or like if it's a if it's like a mentor and a child Mm -hmm. do you ever sort of switch places and like try to be more nostalgic or like try to be uh less caring and less feeling I guess yeah Um, what did you guys think about these the first questions in this Um, this part I definitely interpreted it at first as being literal, like between life and death, like yeah. you said, but I definitely mm-hmm. see how it can be taken in a, um, in a way where it's like, do you ever try and, you know, be like how you were again? Do you ever try mm-hmm. and be, you know, nostalgic or sentimental or childlike again, just for the fun of it? Um, yeah, that's how I took it. Yeah, that's definitely how I took it being, I don't know, that's very in line with my interpretation the other side not necessarily being such a concrete thing like life or death Mm -hmm. um it's not very black and white but like do you ever try to be like this again it's basically to me like a rehashing of the lyrics that are in the chorus uh Mm -hmm. do you wish you could be more like me uh I yeah I definitely interpreted the other side as something a little more abstract just a little more do you try and be more human like me and these faults that I've kind of put out there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. can I also oh yeah no you go oh Uh, I was just going to say that Harry killed the vocals in this verse. No, especially in the come to the other sideline. Like, he sings it in this way that's so, like, it's almost desperate. Like, it's Mm -hmm. this really loud, powerful way, almost as if he's trying to, like, call out the angel with his voice. Mm -hmm. And I thought it added a lot to the verse in Mm -hmm. general. That was his power note. That that actually gave me goosebumps when I listened to that. I was like, oh, (laughs) got to admit Harry killed that one. Yeah. (laughs) 
um i was gonna say that hearing you say that just saying the words it reminds me i now i'm now hearing hello the yeah uh, dude i was literally thinking about <laughs> the that. adele song yeah when, oh when yeah. in that one the other side for me yeah. means like time has passed and like you're now on the other side you've yeah and i think that's what her album's very much about like growing up and sort of becoming more mature so like mm-hmm. even this could be like someone talking to like their future self or uh or like thinking about what they're like i don't know two parts of themselves maybe or just like time passing and or maybe the like other their past self yeah or their past yeah that's self, really interesting where, like, the but... other side is just like who you used to be or yeah. who you're going to be yeah because actually yeah. when we when caitlin picked me up and she, we were driving to her house um hello came on and i was like oh wow because like, when the other side like lyric i was like oh wow like actually there's some like pretty interesting parallels like to mm-hmm. those two songs because they're both like talking to a different person like you know the hello and the hey um i don't know i'd love to like go delve into that deeper because i think there are some pretty interesting like mm-hmm. parallels in that so that's actually really cool that you brought that up there that's are a lot of so parallels i never would have seen that before but the songs are weirdly similar yeah uh-huh. yeah that's so um, weird do you have things about the first question Kara? um not really i'm just said that it like seemed like otherworldly and like mm-hmm. how someone had passed or something that's kind of all i had to say and then the second one tell me do you ever cry when we waste away our lives this line is very sad i know it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like i don't know i feel like is the person crying in is like tell me do you ever cry like cry like they're sad for the person or cry like you're angry that these people are being so sentimental like frustration tears um but very much like people are wasting away their lives because like they're uh, looking to the past or not not living in the present moment. And I also feel like it could be based on stuff like people are always looking up to the sky and questioning and hoping for bigger and better things and don't really appreciate what they have. And they're always looking for like, I don't know, they're wasting away their lives because they're not really taking what they have, I guess. Mm. I don't know. What did you guys think? Yeah, this is a really powerful lyric. It's definitely a tonal change from before where the angel was laughing or now yeah. like it's crying. And I think like because of this change, you realize that potentially they're trying to convey that like the feeling of the angel is that they're getting almost worried, like this frantic need for them to not waste their lives, mm-hmm. like to be aware and appreciative of the lives they have before they're gone. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause they've been yeah. there, I guess the angel's been there. Mm-hmm. I definitely, again, in line with my perception of this song, I feel like when I looked at this line, it was totally like, a parental or older person to like a younger person do you ever cry when we waste away our lives even if it's not actually wasting away our lives um the perception that some older people might have of like you know the whole teenagers and this generation thing yeah like or even like you said like not being grateful for what you have looking at someone who's young and thinking like they don't appreciate how good they have it mm-hmm. i definitely think it's um it sounds like someone who's more jaded and been through more in life looking mm-hmm. at someone younger and being like you don't know you know you don't know what you're doing mm-hmm. you don't know how good you have it I definitely took it as that and wasting away our lives I mean we all know how it was like you know in the summer when you're in high school and you're doing nothing and your parents are like you should you should do an <laughs> extracurricular you should do something and you're like no I'm gonna stay on the couch <laughs> like I know that's a bit simplistic but yeah again that's kind of how I took it like wasting away our lives maybe not being 
as dramatic as mm-hmm. the lyric would entail, but kind of <laughs> you you could be doing so much more. Yeah. You know, I can literally like hear my mom or dad saying this <laughs> yeah. like on my phone, like, why are you wasting away your life on that phone? Like that just sounds like quoted from my parents. Like mm-hmm. they were the inspiration for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else about this part? Anyone? I think we're good. All right, so then we have the chorus again, and this time it's Niall, and it's pretty similar to the other part, the other chorus, but this one has um, sort of more repetitive ending where he's saying, oh, I wish I could be more, oh, I wish I could be more like you, Um, and he says, I could be more, I could be more. Um, And firstly, how do we think Niall compares to Louis on this chorus? Um, I think I think they both sounded great. I think vocally, um, they both held their own really well. Mm-hmm. I I think Niall's chorus to me just seems a little more significant because of the lyric change, which mm-hmm. some people might think is unimportant. Mm-hmm. But I have a lot to say <laughs> about this lyric change. Yeah, I thought he sounded great. I think Niall on this album didn't sound like Niall at first. He sounded it feels like his voice matured a lot. Yeah. And this for me, cause I was listening to the album, you know, from the first song through, this was the first time I was hearing Niall and I had to pause it and be like, is that Niall? You know? <laughs> yeah. I feel like this yeah. song in general, everyone's voices sounded quite different to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't even like realize, I think I have to like listen back. I mean, I just listened to this song right before we recorded the album. I mean, not the album, <laughs> recorded this. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I guess I didn't like know who was singing because they kind of all blend together, like not in a bad way. But like, I feel like I could only pick up Harry. Like I can't. I couldn't even like. I didn't even know it was Louis singing the chorus first, and didn't realize it was Niall. So I have to go back and like really, you know, <laughs> like look at that. Yeah, I thought Niall sounded good. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, this chorus is more significant because of like the repetition at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's almost like saying I could be more I could be more almost like berating yourself a bit Mm -hmm. like you could be more like you could be a better person you could be more like this angel you could have bigger goals or accomplish more and kind of a bit negative like uh idea of yourself I don't know what did you guys think of it yeah I think it could definitely be taken in line with like the context of the song like oh I wish I could be more like the angel but I think it can also be taken in the general sense of the phrase as Mm -hmm. like you said I wish I could be more I could be more kind I could be more like strong you know and Mm -hmm. something that everyone can relate to because everyone's gonna have moments where they don't feel enough Mm -hmm. and I think that that part really um exemplified that Mm -hmm. yeah I definitely think it's one of those things where like the narrator in the song is kind of like looking at his own life and being like it pales in comparison to whatever the angel figure is, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And I wish I could be more, like you guys said, set bigger goals, be more. And yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily intended to be in the context of the song. Like, I wish I could be more like the angel, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely, I wish I could be better, you know? And it would be hard not to suffer in comparison to this angel because it sounds pretty perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely get where that's coming from. I personally totally suffer with the whole I compare myself to other people way too often. Mm-hmm. I look at this person and I'm like, oh, I should be doing that, you know? Yeah. But I think this song before where it was showing 
do you wish it could be more like me? It was kind of showing the positive side of having these flaws. Whereas this mm-hmm. one, it is like he's berating himself. Like, why am I not more like you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think this was a little more negative. Mm-hmm. His vocals were also really good on that part. Yeah. Like, it think... really like brought out the desperation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, in general, Niall sounds angelic whenever he sings. <laughs> so so. True. Niall's the Fit. angel. He really yeah. is. <laughs> Niall's the one we're all trying to aspire. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like I had something to say, but I kind of just lost it. But um, I think it's interesting, the last line, how it goes from like, oh, I, um, I wish I could be more like you. And then it just goes like, I wish I could be more. I could be more. I could be more. Instead of just like wishing, then it's like, I could be more. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't know. I guess it seems like more um like actiony i guess because then they're like sort of like chanting to themselves you know mm-hmm. it's like um, a mantra yeah um but then also i i like that they still included the do you wish you could be more like me part because then i guess it's i guess it's sort of desperate and they're just sort of like seeing like asking like i'm not like the worst am i like you know what I mean? like <laughs> there's like positive aspects about me right like they're just like trying to like have this conversation and just um, I don't know. I think think they still recognize that they have like some good qualities, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but they definitely are still comparison comparing themselves to this other person. Yeah. Um, okay. Next part is the bridge, and Liam has the first part, and Louis has the second, or Louis and Liam. It was hard to tell. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I feel like Louis had like a harmony on the second one, where he was doing like a higher part, but I'm not really sure (laughs) and even like when i looked up different websites they were kind of confusing as well someone said harry was in here and i was like okay i didn't hear harry but no (laughs) um but yeah so it goes yeah i see you at the bar at the edge of my bed back seat of my car in the back of my head i come alive when i hear your voice it's a beautiful sound it's a beautiful noise uh, and then Louis's part, or Louis and Liam. Yeah, I see you at the bar at the edge of my bed, back seat of my car, in the back of my head. I come alive when I hear your voice. It's a beautiful sound. It's a beautiful noise. Um, so, yeah, I thought this part sounded really cool. I really liked all the, like, sounds of the voices in it. It was yes. kind of very, I guess this would be a stabby part, you know? It's very, mm. like, shouty. <laughs> and, like, Whatever um, it means. Yeah, like, it was, I don't know, it was very cool. Um, but yeah, for me now at this part, the angel seems like it really could be a person because they could maybe they're, they're remembering this person at the bar with them or when they were in bed with them or in the backseat of the car, but also it could be like a very, uh, maybe a thing where you're like thinking of someone you, um, want to be like, and you're, you're seeing them in your head, like telling you to do the right thing when you're at the bar, maybe the person's drinking too much and they have a thought, Oh, I wish I could be more like them. Like I shouldn't be doing this. Or like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Different things. Or like, you know, the angel on the shoulder kind Ooh, of true. like imagery where you have some, like an angel telling you what's right and what's wrong mm. or whatever. Um, yeah. So what did you guys think? I love that interpretation of the angel on the shoulder that's thing. That's so good. <laughs> and neither of us thought of that, but that's no. so amazing. Yeah, it definitely suggests that the person is still living in that, like, no matter where they are or where he is, like, he sees them in his head and is constantly thinking of them. Mm-hmm. And he can't help but think of them when they're in these situations. So I think it definitely brings it to a more broad interpretation of just having someone that you don't quite have access to, mm-hmm. but they're still a part of your life and part of like your psyche. Like you can't mm-hmm. seem to stop thinking about them. Yeah. I mean, 
first of all, lyrically, the bridge was amazing. It was definitely lyrically my favorite part of the song. Same. Um, I love the angel on the shoulder interpretation. Yeah, to me, I definitely took it as someone who, like the mentor figure, someone who they've spent a portion of their life with, and maybe they're reliving those memories. Again, Mm -hmm. like the big theme of nostalgia comes in. But like, when I'm in the backseat, I see that time that we were in the backseat, things of that nature, like reliving these old Mm -hmm. memories when they're trying to think of, okay, how would this person act in this situation? Mm -hmm. I think it's very that. (laughs) I think it's like so interesting that, um, or I guess for the most part, you guys were talking about, especially Caitlin, I know, was talking about like how this seemed more like it was more could be a real actual person because like Mm -hmm. i took it as like this like seems like it could be more so like an otherworldly slash like figment of their imagination slash like um projection of their self because it just like sort of seems like it just like you get these like flashes of like some like like i don't know mirage i guess not mirage i'm trying to think of like a word for it but like i don't know (laughs) i'm just like thinking of like a movie scene where you just like sort of like seeing like blips of like Edward this like in, in yes. <laughs> yes the fact that we brought up that two like weekends in a row like yes perfect um, like, an- montage yeah okay. just perfect analogy <laughs> um but that's like what i was thinking of just like you know just like some just like uh just like blip on the radar i don't know i don't know what i'm trying to say but like i just have a very clear image in my head but i can't like put it into words but um yeah i guess the edward and bella analogy <laughs> honestly the best thing that i that the yeah. angelus edward yes well yeah um in the in the word at, at or the phrase at the edge of my bed that one calls like a romantic type of relationship for me like yeah who do you have in your bed maybe who do you go to the bar back seat of the car you know yeah. uh different things like that it it could be someone who you used to be with or something. I don't really yeah, know. Yeah, but then I think of, like, edge of my bed. It could be, like, a creepy ghost. Like, you know what I mean? Just, like, staring at you. <laughs> like, or oh. I totally took that as, like, the parental thing. Yeah. Like, oh. at the edge of my bed. I don't know. See, this could be so many different ways. And yeah. your guys' interpretation is like, oh, I never would have thought of that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. And then also that reminds me of Edward when he was, like, watching her sleep. <laughs> when he's constantly oh in her bed just... Maybe like Julian, John, Ed, they'd all watched Twilight before and (laughs) got inspired on that. (laughs) Yes. What if we like tried to like think of all? Oh my god, my voice cracked. But all (laughs) all of the songs were made in the AM and tried to relate them to Twilight at some point. That'll be a bonus episode. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, Okay, so the lyrics: "I come alive when I hear your voice." That's a very strong emotion to Mm -hmm. be able to come alive Mm -hmm. at someone's voice. Um, it's a beautiful sound. It's a beautiful noise. So this, this, the voice, is this like a singing voice? Is it just mm. hearing their voice in their head, like telling them what to do or trying to emulate what they're doing or remembering them? Or like that angelic voice of angels or something, the ooing? I don't know. Anyone have feelings on that? I think, yeah. I think maybe for me, like tying into the whole mentor theme, maybe like, actually hearing their voice physically just taking Mm -hmm. this one at face value Mm -hmm. like calling them when you don't know what to do and Mm -hmm. you come alive when you hear their voice because you feel like oh they're here for me I don't Mm -hmm. know that's how I took it again even though this bridge does bring up some kind of themes that could be construed very romantically Mm -hmm. um backseat of the car (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I definitely I definitely took this one literally and thought okay when he hears their voice or when he's 
in this person's presence, mm-hmm. they he comes alive. He feels like he can be himself, or he feels like okay, now I now I know what to do because I have this person here with me. Mm-hmm. That's how I took it. Yeah, I pretty much took it the same way. Just when he hears the voice or recalls it in his head, he is happy and it's still beautiful to him, even if he can't always be around it or doesn't have access to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, hearing you say that makes me think of like, it could even be someone listening to someone else's music, maybe like an, an artist that has passed away, Ooh. like hearing their, so like good. playing, playing their music and like, I don't know, emulating them in a more like musical artistry way. R.I.P. David Bowie, by the yeah. way. Yeah. God. Ugh. That was like devastating. Yeah, that was really weird to wake up to. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, it still doesn't feel real to me. Yeah. And he was such a huge influence on Harry, so mm-hmm. I feel yeah. really bad. For, like, all the boys, he was, like, a British music icon. So, yeah. sorry, that's off topic, but no, you no. saying that to reminded me up. of him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kara, did you talk about this? Um, the only thing that I really have to say about it is I think that it's interesting that they chose to, like, um, juxt... I never can say this word right. <laughs> juxtapose, I think. That's, that's... good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm a child, like, learning their first word. Okay. <laughs> Just sound it out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, put those uh, sound like a be- it's a beautiful sound and it's a beautiful noise because I feel like sound is pretty neutral of a word but like noise can sort of be construed as like um, I don't know sort of more negative to me sounds like mm-hmm. it sounds more negative so I think it's like interesting that like they put uh, it's a beautiful noise um, I don't know I just thought that and was also interesting also slant rhymes with voice so oh that's true <laughs> um, but yeah I don't know they love their slant rhymes. Mm-hmm. They really do. <laughs> I also, like, musically, I loved the reverb on the last line, like, how it keeps mm-hmm. on echoing. Yeah. I think it gave it a lot of emotional potency, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. It sounded, like, very heavenly or underwatery or something otherworldly to yeah. me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, next part is Harry and Liam, question mark. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and it's... Hey, Angel. I think this is still part of the uh, bridge, to be honest, but I just separated it. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Angel. Hey, Angel. Do you look up to the sky? Do you look up to the sky? And this was very like daydream-like to me, uh, questioning. And again, it's that imagery of someone looking up to the sky, trying to search for answers and having like those weird deep thoughts, um, but maybe not finding the answers. And they're, And the person's saying like, do you ever look up to the sky? Yeah. Like, do you, Angel, ever like find yourself in a situation where you don't know what to do, or you're questioning life, or you're dealing with these bigger, like, universal questions that like you're confused about, and I don't know, you you're longing for things, or I don't know, really, like, do you ever feel human? I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dang. Do you guys have thoughts? <laughs> I mean, I think this was really humanizing mm-hmm. the angel as well, and I thought it was. Again, it's kind of restating the questions in the chorus, but I think it's in a really interesting way because it's kind of mirroring in the first verse. Do you know the reason why we look up to the sky? Like, we're looking up to the sky. And mm-hmm. then in this verse, it's like, do you look up to the sky? Like, yeah. are you are you like me? It's asking the same question, but yeah. in a different way. Mm, yeah. And I do think it's bringing the angel more of a human perspective. Yeah, it's definitely bringing them kind of on the same level where yeah where before like in Niles verse he's kind of more down on himself and Mm -hmm. he's like I wish I could be more whereas this like obviously it's very humanizing and it's also kind of acknowledging that hey maybe this angel is also like human in a way still yeah 
Yeah, because it's like not they're not asking the question like do you know the reasons why it just like do you look up to the sky like it's not as like a deep of a question i guess Mm because it's it's a kind of a yes or no answer not like what what are the reasons that we do this but it's Mm -hmm. like do you do this i guess Mm -hmm. yeah i really liked that part yeah i didn't even realize that's a part like that's really cool about the like changes of lyrics i love that Mm -hmm. when people do that um and then it's the chorus again at the end um and this is all of them singing, pretty much. Mm. Uh, and it ends with, um, I'll just read it again. Oh, I wish I could be more like you. Do you wish you could be more like me? Oh, I wish I could be more like you. Do you wish you could be more like me? Hey, angel. Hey, angel. Um, so I feel like this is, again, just like the repetitive questioning. The person, to me, seems quite confused and doesn't really have answers. And they're really calling out to this angel trying to get their attention and it makes me feel like uh like a lot of it sounds like they're talking to the angel mm-hmm. but this in a way seems like the angel's not necessarily listening and they're just they're the ones while they sing this they're looking up to the sky and questioning and this is a part of that whole looking up to the sky uh i don't know yeah, yeah it definitely opens on an on like i don't know it just has a very um open no note to it like this there's no closure to it and mm-hmm. i think that ties in with the whole song in general where they're asking a lot of big questions that don't yeah. necessarily have answers mm-hmm. so i think it makes a lot of sense that they ended it on this open note where nothing really gets finalized yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. nothing's really clarified for anyone involved <laughs> yeah yeah i definitely agree with that um the fact that there are no answers and this It's funny because, like, only the very last chorus, of course, makes me, like, think something completely different from the perspective that I've had the whole time, (laughs) that it's an actual person, um, because it almost feels like you're right, like, this kind of begging the question and, like, calling into the void, but there's no answer almost makes it seem like the person has passed or just isn't near, Mm -hmm. um, isn't near the person at the time, kind of, like you said, looking up at the sky or calling out to someone, but there's no response. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I felt like that was almost kind of a downer note to end the song on. <laughs> not, not like I resented it for that, but it does end it in a very open way where it's like, maybe there's no answer. Mm-hmm. We just don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, Angel never talked back. Yeah. <laughs> Did she do like a part two? <laughs> hey, human. <laughs> Seriously, like Angel perspective, Niall sings the whole thing. Yes. <laughs> Um, I think it's also interesting that they chose to end on Hey Angel because I feel like, you know, Hey is like an introductory thing. Like, you know, that's like how you greet someone. It's not how you say goodbye. So like they're still like trying to like get these answers and like mm-hmm. like how everyone's been saying it's not like it never ends. It never closes on like a neat like ribbon, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I think it's interesting that it just like kind of ends with them like sort of exactly where they started and they have no answers. Um, but it's sort of they're just, I don't know, just sort of wanting those answers mm-hmm. yeah anyone else have any sum up thoughts on the lyrics or should we move into the musical analysis um, i think yeah oh, this was a really good song lyrically like the more yeah. i looked into it the more i realized like wow like they went deep on this track mm-hmm. yes <laughs> it makes me sad to know that like none of the boys wrote on it because oh. it's so interesting that's the but, worst <laughs> yeah it would have given an extra personal touch to yeah. it for sure yeah yeah, this is definitely one of those songs where there is just a myriad of interpretations. You could yes. take it at face value or there's like an entire spectrum to where you could be 
literally like me being like everything is abstract and that doesn't actually mean what it says but yeah I mean someone can choose to take it as simply or as complex as they want yeah and I think that's the beauty of a song like this really really wish one of the boys wrote on this so we could explain the process but (laughs) I mean I guess we can move on to musical analysis okay so I don't know why I have these questions written (laughs) but so for the instruments uh, what I don't know. What Karen and I aren't great with music, like actual <laughs> music. Yeah. Well, I mean, these are the instruments I heard, um, and they're not real. They're not real. <laughs> what are you what? Like? They're imaginary. I have buzzing noise. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's a buzzing noise, and I I feel like I heard a like a buzzing noise in this one. Yeah, it seems very. I don't know the word, so I'm not going to try to make one up, but like... A synthesizer? Yeah. 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 That's There's definitely synth. Yeah, there's definitely a synth going on okay, here. Yeah. Computer-generated Yeah, so things. it's kind of electric, but then there's like this twangy thing as well that happens mm-hmm. at some parts, so I thought it was a good, like, interesting... <laughs> nice electric twang. Contrasting. These are the actual words I've written, so... <laughs> but it was a good, interesting contrast of sounds, and a lot of times at different parts, it seemed like there was a lot of sounds going on at once. It wasn't simple like if you you think of like walking in the wind or uh i want to write you a song it's much much simpler sounds but this had like a lot going on for me yeah um i loved the actual like conventional instruments in it especially a love a good violin oh violin and this song was good and it was like just sparing enough that it wasn't like this is trying to be a lot Mm -hmm. but yeah hearing the violin in this song was really cool i love like I don't want to get into influences just yet, but that kind of like orchestral sound Mm -hmm. behind um, almost a melody that doesn't sound like it should be that. It's like pop blended with these instruments that you'd tend to hear in like a more classical sound is Mm -hmm. very Britpop. So I thought it was really appropriate that they did that Mm -hmm. and kind of just paid homage to like those who have come before because a lot of artists have done that kind of thing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. kind of like the old and the new coming together because mm-hmm. there were like more like standard like instruments being used like there was guitar there was piano but like piano was good tied in with like the synth sounds and the mm-hmm. violins like it all blended together without sounding too contrasting or yeah, busy. heavy mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i thought it sounded really really good i don't know how they crafted like that sound it's so different mm-hmm. i really yeah. enjoyed it and it's interesting because like we said in the beginning it's sort of a more like I don't know, simplistic song, but it has so many elements to it that, like, the fact that it still is sort of simplistic is so interesting because, I don't know, I feel like there's, like, a lot going on, but at the same time, there's not too much. Um, Mm -hmm. And, like, sometimes, like, I don't know, when I first listened to it, I was like, oh, I wish there was more going on, but, like, there is so much going on that, like... Yeah. Yeah. It's just because it's done so seamlessly, and, like, there's there's not one part that's kind of, like, taking over the other sounds that it makes it seem like it's very just, like simple mm-hmm. yeah. if you can hear my stomach i'm so sorry it's growling so well. <laughs> i can't hear it don't worry <laughs> <laughs> i mean <laughs> yeah i definitely the instruments they used in this were really an homage to their influences so i feel like you can't discuss one without discussing the other almost yeah. you know what i mean so go ahead go ahead talk about the influences because i'm not great at that whole influences thing 
we have literally the same song because it sounds just like it it TV. sounds just like bittersweet Especially, symphony yeah, by the verb yeah mm-hmm. and that's been like articles and stuff um but it's also just a popular song that people would know it sounds like them it sounds like oasis it sounds like early 2000s Britpop, and that's completely the vibe it has too but yeah that aesthetic of we're going to use some orchestral instruments and then we're going to use synths and it's going to be a little twangy it's going to have like a little bit of a swing to it mm-hmm. that's so like ubiquitous with that genre and I think it sounded really great it sounded like something that came this is not shady something that came <laughs> straight out of like 2006 like you know <laughs> Britain mm-hmm. I think it sounded great yeah Oasis definitely getting those vibes I also got a lot of calling all angels vibes from train right, train yeah. Because not only with like the angel imagery, but it also opens with a very synthy sound that starts out soft and then builds and builds. And then the piano is added. And even though Calling All Angels is more political, Hey Angel delves into similar territory for sure, like lyrically Mm -hmm. and tonally. Yes. Cool. I like having people who understand the music. I know. (laughs) (laughs) We don't even. We know like three terms. Our discussions are usually like one second long. We're like, yep, the sounds twangy. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you took down those notes like buzzing sound. It sounds twangy. I like. I I like that. At least you're hearing it. You know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's literally what it is. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay, we sort of briefly mentioned this at the beginning about the theme of nostalgia that we see in the whole album. Um, But I wanted to mention it again after going through the lyrics. I think it's interesting because a lot of the songs that do have that nostalgic, like, message, this one's kind of questioning whether all of that is okay. Because the Mm -hmm. whole album is very nostalgic and looking to the past and, like, things are going to be changing and whatnot. But this, this song is questioning, like, is it okay that we're doing that? Is it okay that, like... I don't know, that we can look to the past and questioning whether being nostalgic is a good thing. So it's almost like questioning the album in general. That's such a cool interpretation. (laughs) What the heck, Kaylin? (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was really, really interesting how you seem to come out of that song, the lead song on the album, with kind of like an inconclusive answer. Like, Mm -hmm. is nostalgia okay? They're showing the benefits of like being the angel and being like wise and letting it go and you laugh at those who hold on to the past, but at the same time, like, do you wish you could be more like me? Mm. You see the benefits of, you know, holding on to things that have passed. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, this whole album, especially like the time it was written where they lost a member and they knew they were going on hiatus, like, it's definitely appropriate, the theme of nostalgia. Like, Mm -hmm. is it okay to be looking to the past or should we be moving on from this Mm -hmm. and I don't think you come out of this song with a clear answer yeah yeah and whether or not you interpret it as someone who's died and is looking down or if they're still alive it's still a song that's about remembering a person Mm -hmm. whether like literally literally or figuratively you're like calling out to them and wanting to ask them all these questions and like asking what they think of their lives about your lives and a huge part of the song to me is that it's about this desperate kind of yearning to communicate someone Mm. to someone that you don't have access to. And I think that correlates a lot with the space that they were in after Mm -hmm. Zayn left and trying to get used to not having a member and trying to find their way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This calling out to someone that's not there, it's like very walking in the wind to me. Yeah, I was going to say that, yeah. Yeah. Um, Because I didn't even like 
think about that interpretation of walking the wind until we had that discussion about like it could be about someone who passed so i think i can definitely see the like or someone you don't you can't talk to but like is still in your mind so i think mm-hmm. those definitely like go hand in hand um so mm-hmm. yeah it's really cool to think about that yeah and and then in a way could could zane be the angel where he's like moved on in a way and like is oh on god that other side. <laughs> oh, dang. i didn't think of everything that. inside we just collapsed <laughs> oh my god oh. <laughs> well then let's oh. not think about it just kidding <laughs> yeah let's she, think too much yeah that. she's still intact don't worry uh. <laughs> all right oh, no. so favorite lyrics um i don't know i felt feel like a lot of them were good the bridge was really good um but i have written do you look at us and laugh when we hold on to the past because um, mm-hmm. i like that bit i don't know solid pick mm-hmm. yeah, what did you guys um, have oh sorry um i chose niall's part where he goes i wish i could be more and repeats Mm, that because i thought it was an interesting lyric change and i also took it as pretty significant and i thought it was really interesting and just the whole verse about i see you at the bar the edge Mm -hmm. of my bed ending with it's a beautiful sound it's a beautiful noise that's my favorite part of the whole song Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. sure i chose my favorite lyric from the bridge it's kind of short um, but it's the part where it says backseat of my car in the back of my head. Initially, I think I chose that just because I was like, oh, that sounds so cool. Mm-hmm. But I can also appreciate like the technique that they're using there, the kind of repetition of back and back. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like taking you to those different places. Like you said, it's very montage. You feel like you're one place, then you suddenly get like pulled to another. It feels yeah. like the memories are very frantic. And I just thought it conjured up some really cool imagery. Mm-hmm. So I really like that part. Yeah. Um, mine was also in the bridge. It was like, uh, wait, okay, yeah. Um, I see you at the bar at the edge of my bed, backseat of my car at the back of my head. So I just like, I mean, I don't know. I just mm-hmm. loved it for the same reasons. I thought that it just sounded really, really cool in the song. Yep. And, um, just like, I don't know, just like linguistically, it's just so cool. And it's sort of like a tongue twister, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just, it just sounds so cool. And like, yeah. It reminds me of the part in End of the Day when Louis talking about, like, the champagne and the hotel rooms and, like, that sort of montage Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, Definitely. in a different way. And mm-hmm. I think, I like what you said about the repetition of back. Because yeah. Because in that way, it's also, like, repeating the word back. And this is very much about looking back and looking back to the past. So it, like, oh, emphasizes that. Dang. As well. Connection. <laughs> um, all right. If we had to rate this out of 10... Um, what would you guys give it? I feel like I have written six, but I'm feeling seven now. I don't know. I'm like... Feeling I'm, a seven? Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I, li- I like it more now that we've gone through it. It's taken on yeah, so much yeah. more meaning. I know. I feel like I say that every time. I know. <laughs> it really, it's, oh, it's so good. So I'm going to go seven. Okay. We yeah. always love 1D more than we ever <laughs> anticipated before. I'm... Yeah, this is my favorite song from the album, so I'm obviously biased, so I gave it a nine. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always things that, I guess, could be added, mm-hmm. so there's technically never, like, a, quote, perfect song, but yeah. I love this song all the way around, lyrically, musically, the message, which is mm-hmm. very subjective and complicated, so yeah. it just kind of, like, gave me everything I wanted out of it, so mm-hmm. I gave it a nine. I gave it an eight. I think it's really strong. And even though I didn't initially, like on first listen, I totally would have rated it lower, I think. But after kind of getting into the lyrics, I realized that lyrically, it's one of the more complex songs on the album to me. And um, that's big in my mind. Like, 
even if I'm not the hugest fan of like the melody or the background ooze, which are still <laughs> not sure about though. Um, I definitely had to give it an eight because I think it's a really strong song. Kara. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's me. <laughs> um, okay. I didn't think about this before. I literally always do this to myself. Okay. Um, You're under pressure. Yeah, Rating is really hard. Yeah. Yes. I'm definitely going to throw up my decimals again. Okay. Yeah. Um, 7.4. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's what Pretty I'm going to Pretty solid go for. specific. I know. I have to use decimals. It just doesn't I feel right it. if I just do whole numbers. Um, yeah. All right. Um, so I feel like, yeah, it's pretty, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good ratings. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Goodness. where I was going with that. I was trying to kind of wrap up that segment, but it didn't really work. Um, so do you guys think this would ever be a single or could we see it as um, a single? No. I, I don't really think so because no. it's not a very easy song to pinpoint, like mm-hmm. stylistically. It's not necessarily a ballad, but it's also not a fast kind of dancey single type mm-hmm. song either. So I think it Yeah, it's just... not upbeat or downbeat and it's like you gotta pay attention to the words and I feel like with a single all you want it is for it to just be a bop and you want to just dance to it um yeah I don't think this would fare too well as a single I think people would probably be like this is really boring Mm -hmm. yeah I think it's sort of like um definitely take some time to grow and I feel like that's not the best type of song to put on the radio Mm -hmm. Um, yeah it's not like one of those songs that you immediately like and like would want to turn up and yeah and do you think it could ever, like, if you, I mean, if you had to make a single or make a music video, did you guys have ideas of what it could be? I don't really have a picture in my head. Yeah, this song's not the easiest to, like, have a concrete musical music video. I just kind of had them, like, being in different scenarios, like, in the car, walking around a big city together, preferably London, because I loved when they went to London mm. for their last music video. Um, and just alternating between them, like all having fun and laughing and joking around and them switching to like them having individually a quiet moment to themselves Mm -hmm. and kind of like have it have a like starry night scene or Mm -hmm. something. I don't know. I just like I picture like a a big sky and just mixing that in with more like typical scenarios just Mm -hmm. to like keep in with the kind of um, feel of the song. Mm Um, mine's a terrible idea. I'm just <laughs> letting you guys know. I'm not a creative person, but I tried my best here. Um, I was like, oh, okay, so what if we had the boys in different scenarios? Unlike Swan, she was kind of like feeling them more as a group, but I feel like, you know, individual scenarios, maybe Harry could be in the bakery because I've kind of always wanted that <laughs> in the video, but just like where they're each kind of like in quiet places that mean something to them. And then bear with me here (laughs) so like we could have a panning shot where it's like on them and then it maybe like goes behind a window or glass or like it reflects in a mirror or something and you see that like they have like a halo or angel lens or something but (laughs) it's like like faint and you couldn't see it at first but it's there (laughs) anyway that's my great idea um they should totally hit me up to direct this video (laughs) yes so terrible <laughs> i think it's a good idea honestly oh it's better than the you and i video oh, oh true yeah what even was that let's, let's walk down a pier with our hair being blown by the way and like Dude. morph into each other although that niles was the worst hair part. Looked, i love niles hair in that video it was good 
was no, like it reminded me too much bangs. of like like a hot topic manager <laughs> slash was why it was great <laughs> yeah it really harkened back to like 2006 to me but um yeah i was gonna say no offense to the you and i thing but like mm. no <laughs> offense it's objectively like, like not the best music video it was pretty bad yeah Okay, where where are we going with it? Oh wait, my idea. Um, the only thing I can think of is like honestly, I only have like thoughts about the bridge. Like, I can mm-hmm. just like sort of see. I don't know how they would do this because I know they don't like putting like outside people into their music videos. Maybe like just like like different like I don't know like really um, fast shots of like all these different places with like someone like on the edge of like your peripheral vision, like some weird like shadowy figure. I don't know. That sort of sounds creepy now that I'm <laughs> That's saying cool. That. I think it's cool. But like yeah. I don't know. It just sort of like in the back of your memory. So just like a sort of like oh, maybe it would be Zane. <laughs> you know, just like in the edge of your vision. Oh um, all his different hairstyles. So it's yeah. Noticeable. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. I like um, how in like each of their memories they all think of Zane with a different hairstyle. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. It's like I was more of a Tokyo kind of hair. <laughs> the Tokyo God, hair yes. though. I would love Can't to know what it. their favorite hairstyles of Zane was. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Any closing thoughts on this discussion? I think it's been so good and Wait, I did love you have having a yes. video. No. Oh, you didn't? Okay. <laughs> That's why you just kind of like I said it. at the beginning I didn't oh, really okay. have anything. Right, okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I thought this was, was so good going through this. I, I loved know. I loved hearing your guys' opinion. It was yes. great. Yeah, Thank same you. for us. Yeah, I think I got so many more interpretations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was your really guys interesting. Is. Maybe the angel was friendship all along. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. That was a great discussion. It really was. All right. So, oh, I can't believe it's coming to a close. It's so sad. Um, But let's go into recommendations. Um, What did you guys have for recommendations? Let's start with Swan. Alrighty. So, my recommendation is this article from late 2014 from Cosmo, and it's titled, See What Happens When a Normal Guy Dares to Dress Like Harry Styles. (laughs) And it's so amazing they just took someone from their team and had him dress in very similar outfits to his like they looked very very nice and it was just like a really funny article the guy has a really good spirit about it um the wig itself <laughs> they put on him i mean literally it looks like they put a wet mop on his head. <laughs> oh my god it's bad and, and in like every photo he looks so sad and so alone <laughs> oh my god and it's just like interesting to see like what his take on wearing those outfits were because like pretty much like his whole attitude about it was that like you know it takes a lot of confidence to dress the way harry does Mm -hmm. and like since he had to like walk around wearing very harry-esque clothes he really definitely Mm -hmm. got to see what it was like to dress like that and Mm -hmm. that there was no room for the privates. He was was about (laughs) that life. it's a mystery how that works it really is Uh, right (laughs) So, yeah, that's my recommendation. It's just, like, a funny, cool article. And Vixen, what did you have? So, I promise I'm not kissing up with this because this has actually been really cool and inspiring to me lately. My recommendation is Kara's blog, which oh. has not been a recommendation yet. So, I saw my opportunity here. And it's it's carapond.wordpress.com. Get that promo. Yes. It is so good. I love the way you write. Like, I can just tell from your entries like they're really cool and personable and like the tone is just really like relatable but you have a really like lovely way of writing about things and you like 
after you started writing the blog, I called Swan and I was like, oh, I really want to write a blog now. Just from reading it, like it, it inspired me. It made me just really happy to read. And I love your writing styles. So yeah, go check that out because it's amazing. It really is. Thank you so much. You should definitely start one. Like, to be I honest, really like, should. Yeah, no, you definitely should. Because like, I've wanted to start one for so long. But um, one of our listeners, like Sarah, she's she has one cotton candy unicorn. Is it the cotton I love candy? her blog. Too. Yeah, same. And I just feel like it just like seemed so fun. And I'm just like, you know what, I'm just gonna do it. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah, so you definitely should. And let us know if you do. Um, I will. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Caitlin, what is yours? Um, mine isn't really One Direction related. <clears throat> it's just music related in general. Um, like for the past two weeks, I've been listening to Florence and the Machine, and I never really listened to their music ever. Um, but I just decided because now I have Apple Music, so I'm like, you know, testing out all the albums, and I really got into this. And I've really <laughs> mostly listened to How Big, How Blue, How Beautiful which is incredible, but I've started to listen to the first album and I'm going to like try to like keep that on repeat and like learn some of the songs and then go on to the second album. Um, but my favorites have been Third Eye, Mother, Ship to Wreck, and What Kind of Man. Um, and mm-hmm. I just like, it's just such a cool sound and it's so different to a lot of the music I do listen to. Yeah. Um, but the lyrics are just so beautiful and I don't know, I feel like I can relate to a lot of um, what she's singing. So yeah, I really like that. Yeah, she has like such a like cool like a re- it, I don't know how to say that word. You know, it's, you know what I mean. A urethra, like other. Yeah, urethra. Um, ethereal. Like you know when you're like otherworldly and that's like ethereal. Yes. Ethereal. I've never like actually said it or like heard it said. Urethra. Wait, how do you say it? Ethereal. Wow, my life has been changed. Oh my god. Okay, that's so good to know. Um, I'm really glad I didn't say that like in a class, but I mean, we're not on a podcast where a bunch of people listen, isn't that much You're better? in a safe place. Yes. Okay. Um, well, after that learning experience, I guess I might as well go into my recommendations. Um, so my first recommendation is, um, okay, so this blog, or this person who does a blog on... Um, Tumblr. Their Tumblr is pointlessdonothing.tumblr.com. They're doing this, like, I don't know, they, I guess, have Sims, and they made all the One Direction guys, like, as Sim characters, and they're just kind of, like, letting them free and, like, do their own things, and they're, like, documenting it with, like, text posts, and it's literally in, like, pictures and, like, screenshots and stuff, and it's so entertaining. I don't know. I just find <laughs> Sims so entertaining, and just to see that, like, the, like, like One Direction and Sim form just, like, being ridiculous is so fun, and it just, like, um, uh, okay, I'll just, I'll link it on the blog, but it's, like, pointlessdonothing.homer.com, um, what's that called? A slant? What is that, what is this called? Forward what slash? Is, no, for, is it a forward slash? Slash? <laughs> I don't know, okay. Forward slash, slash. tag, slash, simd. Um, I'm just gonna <laughs> link this because I'm honestly, I, I feel like my mouth has just, like, forgotten how to speak. Um, okay, but yeah, it's, it's so entertaining. I think they're gonna, like, post videos which I'm really excited to see because I love, like, sim videos for some reason. I've never played sims in my life except for, like, DMs. Me neither. Right? It's but, like, so fun to watch. Yeah. Like, I started playing sims because I saw, like, YouTubers I yeah. like playing sims. I was like, oh, my God, that looks so fun. And yeah. it really, it actually is really fun to play. It's just a lot of work. <laughs> so it's fun to watch other people do it. Yeah, it's all the fun without the responsibility of, like, these yeah. pixels' lives in your hand. Um, 
And then my other recommendation is the documentary Blackfish, which I finally watched after like so long. And I remember like Harry talking about or tweeting about it, I think. And especially he's been very vocal about like being anti-SeaWorld. And um, this documentary really like just taught me so many things. And I've been putting it off for so long because I know it's like... I mean, it was really sad. Like, literally 11 minutes into it, I, like, actually, maybe it was, like, four minutes into it, I started crying. But, like, 11 minutes in, I started sobbing. Um, But I just, like, needed that, like, cry, you know? Like, I was waiting for a time that I just needed a good cry. And, like, this definitely gave it to me. And also, (laughs) I, like, learned so much. And just SeaWorld literally is a terrible place. Um, And whales are incredible creatures. Like, I'm definitely a whale stan after watching that movie. Um, I stan for whales. I really do, especially orcas. They're, like, so, like, complex and cool. Like, they have this different part of the brain that we don't even have. And they have, like, different emotions that we don't even, can't even experience. It's just just really awesome. So, um, yeah. So definitely check that movie out. It's on um, Netflix if anyone has that, you know. Mm -hmm. Check it out. Cool. Um, so now Tweet of the Week. Uh, let's go to Swan again first. Okay, so my Tweet of the Week was by my favorite mother, other than my own, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> and Harry's mom. Mm-hmm. And it was a response to um, at Maximum Pop, who took a quiz, which was, which Harry boot are you? <laughs> and she said, haha, I'm golden, because she got the Dior golden boots, <laughs> which made me so happy they're literally the best ones yes so go Anne. oh i love her i know i love how she takes so many like uh one direction related quizzes like <laughs> she's literally a bigger fan than it's, most of us and i love so her. cute i love her so I much um so my tweet of the week is a little little more uh intense yeah but it was actually a series of tweets i just picked the last one out from this little series of successive tweets um and it was by ruth liam's older sister her handle is at RuthPayne0990. Um, and she had actually added Zane and uh, talked a bit about the magazine, uh, the billboard spread. Mm-hmm. And the last tweet that she sent out was, I know all of the boys will do interviews at times, but just wish things weren't so harsh on paper or taken out of context. Sad, really. I... Well, I don't want to get into Zane on Billboard, but I definitely, the things she was saying really resonated with me. And I liked that she wasn't like hesitating, like she didn't hold her tongue. She actually spoke what she thought and she made it really clear. She's like, I've talked to Liam about this. Like, I love all those five boys. Like, they're all my family, but uh, she had to speak her mind. And I thought Mm -hmm. when she did, I was really resonating with what she had to say. So that was my tweet of the week. Um, I had from Niall... Uh, hey guys, just to let you know, I'm still here, don't worry, just keeping my head down and enjoying the break. Hope you understand, love you. And this is like the second one. I love that one. Yeah, and he tweeted something similar, like, uh, two weeks ago or something, where he was just like, he's like checking in with us and being like, hey guys, I'm still here, just, you know, chilling, doing my own thing. I know, he's so cute. Like, he thinks he has, like, he thinks he, like, I mean, he wants to do it. Yeah. Like, I just, it's so sweet. Yeah, yeah I, I just love, love how considerate he is to the fans. And, yeah. like, he knows that it's hard for us to, you know, not mm-hmm. get as much, like, content from there, not seeing them all the time. So I, it's so cute that he just mm-hmm. wanted to let us know, like, he's doing okay. Like, mm-hmm. And I hope he doesn't feel bad for it. Like, I hope he doesn't feel bad about the break. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm really glad that yeah. he is checking in. Mm-hmm. So it makes me happy to hear updates and be like, oh, <laughs> he's doing good. My son's there. okay. Yeah. <laughs> My yeah. son is okay. Yeah, Harry, take a note from Kyle's <laughs> book. <laughs> Let us know you're doing okay. Um, so my first one 
is from Louie's mom, who is at Johanna Darling on Twitter. And she said, hey, thank you. Louie's a super kind person. Not many people know his first wage on X Factor was 55 pounds and he sent home 25 pounds. Um, and I thought that was like really cute to know. Mm-hmm. And just like, honestly, like we would never have known that. Like it's not something Louie would brought up on interviews and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like just knowing that he like sent like money home is just, oh man, I love that. Yeah. Um, and then my other one was also from her. And she said, one day I may just write all the things that Louie is about and that he does with no intention of getting any acknowledgement for um and i hope that she does because (laughs) i'm sure he does like a bunch of things that we will never know and i think that like that speaks like volumes for his character that he like does so many good deeds that like he never broadcasts Mm -hmm. um i love him so much (laughs) you would definitely be the first in line he's not (laughs) plankton this is is backing up my well, righteous indignation. Well, well, Harry is not Squilliam. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're moving on. You're the one who brought it up. Oh, oh God. Um, I feel like that stands for all the boys, too. Yeah. Like, where it's like, we don't really know what else goes on behind the scenes. And, like, despite with whatever the media says, and we can be, like, frustrated with them at points, like, we really don't know all the good things that they do. And a lot of times they're painted in certain ways. Especially Louis right now is, like, getting, like, hard hit sometimes. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, totally. And that just reminds me of, like, the time that um, Ed Sheeran, like, I think this was, like, when... Um, like he was getting questions about like Taylor Swift's and like um Harry's relationship or whatever or like I remember whatever. this yeah <laughs> so like um he wanted to like divert the attention from that into like the good deeds that Harry had done and like he talked about how one time Harry had went around LA and like bought like three thousand dollars worth of like pizza and like handed out to homeless people and like we would have never known that if Ed Sheeran didn't want to sh- like it didn't share that with us so mm-hmm. I mean there's like I'm sure there's so many more stories about that like with all the boys mm-hmm so yeah that was good yeah Um, solid pick yeah (laughs) Uh, so our question of the week um was what other song could you see opening for the album if not hey angel um and i really don't have an answer to this but i'll be interested to what people think because Mm -hmm. um hey angel seems like a pretty good opener Mm. but yeah let us know um, and then also just general feedback and suggestions for the show. Anything you want to hear us talk about over the break, maybe like flashback to things that have happened in the past or old songs. I know someone recently said they want us, wanted us to go through Diana and, and do a song discussion on that, which I think could be really interesting. Um, so yeah, send us your suggestions or anything like that. Um, but thank you so much for listening to episode 30 of Talk Direction. Make sure to go follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. Email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Visit our Tumblr for all the show notes for the website. I mean, for the show. (laughs) (laughs) Talkdirection.tumblr.com. Or visit our Instagram, talkdirection. Or you can follow us individually on Twitter. I'm Caitlin I.R. Foster, and that's C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Kara, where can they find you? I'm Kara underscore pond, and Kara is with the C. And why don't you guys tell them where they can find you or promo anything you would like to promo? Um, we are two muses on basically every <laughs> platform you can find. Uh, we're on Twitter. Our Tumblr is just where we collect like our main big things, like the things we release every week. So definitely go check that out. We're just tunemuses.tumblr.com. Um, if you want to contact us or just hit us up, give us any feedback for how you thought we were on the episode, <laughs> um, we're always available on email, tunemuses.gmail.com. Uh, yeah, you can find us on anything. We're we're probably even on Christian Mingle at this point. <laughs> oh my God. 
but thank you guys so much. This was yeah, so thank fun. you so much for inviting us to be on the podcast. I thank never you guys thought for I would no. ever be on it. I know I'm like freaked <laughs> out right now. <laughs> and I gotta say one more time, everyone, go check out their stuff because they recently did a podcast about um, they're like 2015 like year in review sort of best of mm-hmm. 2015 songs um and albums and they did a little like award show type <laughs> thing that was really cool to listen yeah. to thank um, you and you guys have a really like eclectic uh genres that you know have knowledge of yeah, which so, i yeah. don't as thank much you. so it's like you can find really cool recommendations by listening to their podcast and their playlists that they put together. Yeah, and I feel week. like it's always, like, hard to find new music. So, like, this is, like, a mm-hmm. great way to find it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And their Thank you so much. Really Thank you. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, make sure you go head over to iTunes and rate and review us um, at Talk Direction or on SoundCloud. You can find us there, too, if that's more your style. Um, but I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. I'm and- Swan. <laughs> I'm <Nixon. laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 31. Bye.